Hi, Chi. We have sufficient members to start, Chi. We're just still waiting for a few of the members to, to join, but we do have sufficient okay. to start. Okay. Uh, good, good morning again, honorable members. Uh, good morning to the leadership of uh, Department of Trade, Industry, and Competition, uh, led by uh, Mr. Shabir Khan and the team. Um, today we'll be receiving a presentation uh, from the Department of uh, Trade, Industry, and Competition on the support uh, for transformation and uh, black industrialists. Um, but uh, we want to first start with the uh, internal matters. Of, uh, uh, um, so honorable um, Ismail has uh, indicated to the department that we'll first start with the internal uh, matters as a uh, I know Honorable Musodi has uh, indicated that uh, she will have to attend to her mother who is not well. Um, so what we going to do, we going to first uh, flight uh, the, the report that we could not adopt uh, last week. Um, and then we're gonna go down the report, fly, uh, what then we'll do after that, we we then ask uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Samara Ali to just advise us uh, on the procedure to be followed uh, in terms of uh, Rule 155. Uh, but let me first uh, start with the uh, apologies. You've already indicated, uh, Ms. Mati, that we have sufficient numbers. Uh, if you can just indicate if there are any apologies um, and, also yes. those, and also those who are present. Okay, thanks, Shay. Um, in terms of apologies, we have two standing apologies from Mr. Um, Lansman and Ms. Um, Matabula. And then in terms of members present, we've got yourself, um, Mr. Moimang, Ms. Mashuri, Ms. Mamalakhana, Mr. Dango, Ms. Boshoff. Um, I just spoke to Mr. Bratisit um, now. You said he's in the meeting, but um, I don't know if I missed him because I don't seem to see him here. I'm in the meeting. I'm listening to you speak right now. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I just, I, just, I just don't see your name. Okay, but okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, welcome, Honorable uh, Bratisit. It's um, the technology from KZN. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think there's also an indication uh, from the staff uh, that one of our staff members has been booked off. Um, uh, it's uh, Grace uh, Dinizul. Uh, while she was uh, doing something at the house, she then fell. Uh, I think uh, she had to go to see the doctor yesterday and uh, she has now been booked off. Uh, we wish a speedy recovery. Um, can we then, uh, uh, Ms. Matia, maybe I don't, you or Enrico, 
flight the report on employment and labor. I think there was a mistake in the notice. It was saying tourism should be employment and labor. If you can go down, just scroll down until the last uh, page, but uh, slowly, not so fast. Thank you very much uh, uh, for writing the report and turning us through. Um, uh, before we, we adopt uh, the report, I will uh, at this stage uh, request uh, Ms. Shamara to just indicate to us uh, the, the procedure uh, that we need to follow in terms of the rules. Over to you, uh, Shamara. Good morning, Chair. Good morning, Honorable Members. Chair, um, in terms of the way we're going to vote when it comes to this report, we will do so in accordance with Section 65 of the Constitution, in that each province will have a vote and a supporting vote um, of five provinces will carry um, the report. Um, I do understand that there was a concern that these are votes and schedules that form part of a 75, a Section 75 bill. However, the committee should note that we're not voting on the bill as yet. We're merely voting on the report of the committee. Hence, it is important that we will um, follow procedure and um, vote in terms of provincial votes rather than individual votes. Um, in terms of our rules as well, Chair, um, it has been amended substantially. Um, this requirement is further lamented in Rule 103, um, which further indicates that we will vote in terms of, um, as, as dictated per the provisions of our rules. And the new rule that dictates this is Rule 114, which deals with um, quorums and decisions of the House. Um, 
Sorry, Chair, I see there's a hand by uh, Honorable Bosho. Honorable Bosho. Chair, thank you. I'm just waiting for her to finish and then I will ask my question. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. You can continue, uh, Shamar. Thank you, ma'am. And in, in terms of Rule 114, um, it basically reads, a committee may proceed with its business irrespective of the number of delegates uh, present, which does not affect us at this point. The um, Subsection 2 of Rule 114 states that a question is decided by a supporting vote of five provinces. So in order for us to have this report um, passed here, we would need the support of five provinces. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you can come in there, uh, Honorable Bosho. Thank you very much, Chair, and good morning to everybody. Chair, I'd just like to inquire, when will we have a copy of these new rules, please? It is imperative that we have them because we still have the old rules, and I know that new rules have been drawn up, et cetera, et cetera, but I haven't seen a copy to that effect. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. I think there, there was a, 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 I don't know whether it's called it a workshop uh, for members that it was circulated, but then it was indicated that uh, those members who would like to have uh, hard copies uh, can, can make arrangements. Otherwise, they were circulated uh, electronically because uh, we were all taken through uh, those uh, in one, in one uh, uh, plenary session. We were taken through the you can correct me, Shamara. Uh, that's my understanding that we were taken through. Uh, I remember then it was said uh, that members who would like to to, to have cut, uh, had copies uh, can make an arrangement. Shamara? Thank you, Chair. I can inquire as to when the hard copies will be available for members. Uh, however, I do have the most recent updated version that I can email um, if honorable members would like. Yes, I think so. Maybe if you can do that, uh, you can email them uh, to Chair, members. If, <laughs> Chair, my hand's up again if I may come in. All right, that, okay. will be, that will be good because I recall that, but I did not receive an electronic copy. It could be that it was sent to our parliamentary emails, which we do not oh, use. Yes, yes, so yes. if Shamara can send it to us ASAP and try and determine when we will get our hard copies. Okay. Thank Maybe you. what you can also do, Shamara, if you can send also to uh, to Madia, because uh, she knows the, the alternative address of uh, members. She can also send to those uh, who are not using the parliamentary um, email. Noted, Chair. I'll email that off now. Thank you so much. Um, can we then uh, go back to the report? And uh, honorable members, uh, we uh, it has been uh, explained to us how we then uh, take decision uh, how uh, on, on when we adopt uh, a report. Uh, honorable Lund. I see your hand is up. Yeah, Chair, I just want to confirm um, how many provinces are represented. I'm not talking about how many members or how many provinces are currently represented. I think, uh, is, it, is it seven? Uh, can you just confirm again, uh, uh, Ms. Mati? Um, I believe it's eight provinces, three. Eight provinces, okay. So we need uh, five provinces uh, to take a decision. 
Can I just confirm which is those eight provinces and the members? Start with yours, uh, uh, Western Cape, uh, KZN, Pumalanga, Eastern Cape, Limpopo, uh, Gauteng, and the Free State. And Northern Cape Chair. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Northern <laughs> Cape. I thought I'm <laughs> mentioning Northern Cape, yes. So there are eight. So, yeah, the, the province that is there. Uh, not represented uh, is uh, which one? Uh, no, Northwest. Northwest, because the Honorable uh, Landsman is a standing apology. I'm sure that answers you, Honorable Lund. Can we then go to and 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 vote? I will ask those who are voting in favor if they can raise their hand on the platform. But if you your device is unable to do so, you can indicate. Uh, yeah. Now, Miss Mandia, you can just uh, help us with the. Okay, um, in terms of members who are voting in favour, we've got yourself, um, Ms. Moimang, um, from, um, from the Northern Cape, um, Ms. Mamarahana from Limpopo, Ms. Mashori from Free State, and Mr. Dango from Gauteng. So we've got five provinces in support of the report. Okay. Can we ask the, those who are voting in favour to lower their hands, please? Can we have the those who are voting in against the adoption of the report to please raise their hands? Okay. Yes, ma'am. If I may come in, um, the DA will be abstaining on this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I see the the. There's one hand that is voting against uh, from Honorable uh, Apleni. Thank you so much. Um, that, that therefore means that uh, the report has been adopted. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Members. The next item then will be the minutes of the... I, I, my understanding, uh, Ms. Matia, you can correct me, is that... It, the only minutes that we have are those of last week. Is that correct? Thank okay. You. All right. Thank you very much. Can you scroll down?
Thank you very much. Uh, are there any corrections, uh, honorable members, or are there any omissions? Or are the minutes uh, reflecting the true uh, reflection of the deliberation of the meeting of last week, the 7th of May, of June, sorry. If there are no corrections or omissions, can I have a mover and the second for the adoption of the minutes? Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Good morning, everybody. Honorable Mushodi, I move for adoption of the minutes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Mushodi. Honorable Moima. Uh, thank you, Chair. I formally rise to second the move to adopt the report to adopt the minutes as a true reflection of what transpired. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honorable Dango. Uh, oh, Honorable Dango sends us down. Okay. The, the minutes have uh, been adopted. Honorable members, I don't know if there is anyone who's uh, against the adoption. Seems like not. So the minutes have been uh, adopted. At this stage, I will now hand over to uh, Mr. Khan, uh, who is leading the delegation of the DTIC uh, to make opening remarks. And then uh, you will indicate as to who will then uh, be taking us through uh, the report. Uh, uh, Mr. Khan, uh, over to you. Uh, the, I will give you uh, the department one hour uh, to take us through the report. And thereafter, we allow members to ask questions. Um, thank you very much. Over to you, Mr. Khan. Uh, greetings, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable members of the Select Committee, uh, the staff of the Select Committee, um, colleagues from the Department of Trade, Industry and Competition, the Industrial Development Corporation, as well as the National Empowerment Fund. Uh, Chair, uh, the delegation this morning is quite, is quite broad. And uh, with your permission, Chair, I would quickly introduce them. Um, um, within the department, we have Ms. Malebo Mabiche Thompson, who would be uh, making the presentation um, from the department side, we have um, Mr. Mautu Malofani, who um, uh, is from the spatial unit, um, Ms. Susan Mangholi, uh, who is from the industrial financing unit, Mr. Tommy Klassen, uh, also from our spatial unit, Mr. Takalani Tambani from our uh, uh, spatial and economic transformation unit, we have also Ms. Lindiwe Mavunla, um, as Recording well as in progress. Ms. Varsha Harinat. Chair, in the delegation this morning, we also do have Ms. Busi Mabuza, who is the chairperson of the Industrial Development Corporation. And Chair, with your permission, Chair, I'd kindly request Ms. Mabuza to introduce the colleagues from the IDC. Um, Chair, if I can maybe quickly uh, invite Ms. Mabuza um, on the platform to introduce the colleagues from IDC. 
Yes, you can do so. Um, Mr. Mabuza, can you please uh, take the floor? Thank you so much. Um, my name is Musima Buza, as uh, the DG has already indicated. Chair, we have a fairly sizable delegation from our side. So um, I'm not passing the back, Chair, but I will request that our Chief Operations Officer, Ms. Joanne Bate, introduces the rest of our colleagues who have joined us this morning. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much, uh, Chair. COO. Thank you so much. Um, I am Joanne Bate, the Chief Operations Officer of the IDC. And joining us today is uh, David Jarvis, who is our executive responsible for corporate affairs and strategy. Um, we have um, Sepo Ramadibe, who is our head of corporate affairs. Um, we have Gerald um, Tinonetza, who is the, um, in the manager in the CEO's office. And we have Zandile, um, who is the manager in my office. I'm just looking to see if I see, um, I think she has joined. And then um, Christo Fancel, um, apologies, I didn't complete this. Zandile Puyani, who is the manager in my office. And Christo Fancel, who is um, a manager within the, uh, strategy unit. And I think that is the full delegation from the IDC today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Back to you, uh, Mr. Khan. Yes, thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson from the National Empowerment Fund, we do have Mr. Mzi Dayamani. Um, if I can kindly request uh, Mr. Dayamani to quickly introduce the NEF colleagues. Um, thank you very much, um, Acting DG, and good morning, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members. Um, my name is Mzi Daimani. I'm the General Counsel at the NEF. I am with two other colleagues from the NEF, Mr. Andy Lestimela, who's the manager of our Strategic Projects Fund, as well as Ms. Nogtula Fakude, who's the manager of our socio-economic development unit. Thank you very much, Shepard. Thank you very much, Mr. Dema. Chairperson, with that introduction, Chair, um, if I could just make a few introductory remarks, um, and then I will hand over to Ms. Malebo Mabiche-Thompson. Chair, as you and the members will recall, on the 4th of November 2015, Cabinet approved the Black Industrialist Policy which aligned with the then Industrial Policy Action Plan. The scheme was officially launched in February 2016. And the purpose of the Black Industrialist Policy was to leverage the state's capacity to unlock the industrial potential that exists within Black-owned and managed businesses that operate within the South African economy through deliberate, targeted, and well-defined financial and non-financial interventions. Uh, the policy um, sought to achieve the following objectives. The first one being accelerate the quantitative and qualitative increase and, and participation of black industrialists in the national economy. The second one is create multiple and diverse pathways and instruments 
for black industrialists to enter strategic and targeted industrial sectors and value chains. And the broader objective is aimed at promoting industrialization, sustainable economic growth, and transformation through the support of Black-owned entities in the manufacturing sector. Chair, the, the policy instruments was twofold. The first being um, the first being the need for capital, and 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 the department through the partnership of the IDC as well as the NEF provided syndicated funding from development um, finance institutions such as the IDC, the NEF, the Land Bank, the PIC, as well as the department. And the second instrument focused on market access. And here, literally, the objective was to provide uh, new markets for Black industrialists um, as they enter uh, the economy. Chair, with those few remarks, I will then hand over to the, our very capable Ms. Malebo Mabiche Thompson, who is the Deputy Director General for Industrial Finance. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Khan. Didn't Thank you. Thank you, Chair, and uh, good morning to all the members. Um, Chair, um, I'll just ask if uh, my colleague Vasha uh, could be given the right to um, uh, help me with the, with the, with the presentation. The Tulu Fellows got the... Okay. Uh, Tulu, can you get Thank you, Tolo. If we can just go um, straight to uh, slide number two. Thank you. Um, Chair, based on the request of, um, of the honorable members and the, the, the committee, uh, we were asked to give a sense of where we are in as far as uh, our um, transformation work is concerned. And uh, the interest was on the BI program looking also at the spatial uh, distribution of our initiatives, and then how some of um, these initiatives find themselves in our special economic zones. So we've tried to um, address the questions uh, from the committee uh, by structuring our presentation in this way. And um, that first we will deal with um, issues around uh, transformation and um, the funding uh, that has, uh, has taken place. And then we will share with the, with the committee case studies um, that we, 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 we uh, of um, industrialists uh, that we have supported. And then we will deal with the question that the committee had asked, what are the challenges um, as uh, the, the part of the concluding uh, remarks of the presentation? We can go to the next slide. So, um, Chair, um, just as a, a reminder, I'm sure the, the members of the committee are fully uh, conversant uh, with, the, with the mandate uh, of the department. But as a reminder that uh, the work of the department and the agencies that are present here um, is to support jobs, uh, support growth, industrial dynamism, and transformation. And um, that we use 
uh, tools of industrial development, uh, trade policy, competition me uh, measures, and broadening uh, levels of uh, empowerment and economic inclusion in order to achieve uh, that mandate. So this presentation uh, is going to focus on um, the issue of transformation as per what uh, the committee uh, has required. Uh, we will be highlighting uh, black industrialists um, black industrialists, particularly those that are mainly in the manufacturing sector, but we do want to note that in the case of the NEF, really, which is um, a, an institution that has the primary mandate uh, to help a, a black business, uh, that um, their projects uh, in some instances will include uh, property ventures. I'm saying this because we will be showing you numbers. Uh, so I'm trying to just contextualize uh, the numbers that we will be uh, sharing uh, with, the, with the members. This, this work of collating all the, 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 the interventions and the enterprises that we have supported is ongoing. Um, as we're talking now, we are updating uh, our, our, our next issue of um, a, a booklet of uh, Black industrialists. Members will be aware that uh, we had done that just um, over a year ago. So we are updating that and that also uh, will be shared with members uh, as soon as um, it is public. The previous um, uh, pu uh, published document is on the DTIC website, and should the members not have that, we can make that available uh, immediately. Thank you, Tsolo. Um, so um, economic transformation, um, we always find that it is important that we emphasize the point that it's wider than uh, the triple BEE policies, and um, it in, in, it uh, incorporates um, about three elements, uh, transforming the structure of the economy so that the economy grows faster and that it is more inclusive. And that um, includes some of the work um, that uh, our competition commission will do uh, through the implementation of the competition uh, policy, uh, in part addressing the levels of concentration because a concentrated economy really is an, econo uh, uh, it's an economy that tends to exclude a lot more people because only a few hands are really in the driving seat in as far as productive capacity is concerned and um, various other um, economic uh, activities. Uh, we want to shift dependence on export of raw materials. That's an important element of the transformation of our economy. And um, we're building a more balanced and a dynamic uh, economy that also uh, uh, has a focus on value addition uh, beyond just export of uh, raw materials. Then um, another important part of transformation is making sure that we've got the, the broadest set of um, or, or, or of um, participants in the in the economy, and in our case, because of our history, uh, the issue of promoting participation of Black South Africans becomes critical, and then of women and of young uh, people uh, in the economy, so that we can broaden the base of entrepreneurship in, uh, and uh, promote uh, fairness, including. Um, using the uh, triple BEE policies. So um, in the uh, slide that follows, 
um, we, we just take the committee through the evolution of um, our uh, um, uh, empowerment uh, trajectory uh, as a country. These are not distinct steps. Um, they are interrelated. It just highlights uh, areas um, which uh, uh, tended uh, to be a key focus at particular points in time. Uh, the first one was um, uh, the, 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 the issue of um, dealing with redress um, to deal with a history of exclusion and uh, the legacy that uh, it has left. Then the, the second phase was really laying a foundation for deeper growth through greater economic inclusion that widens the talent pool of enterprise drawn from black South Africans, women and young people. Again, the, the focus is on the fact that um, the more talent we bring into, into, into the economy, the, the better it is for us to be able to have an economy that is not characterized by high inequalities. And uh, that is why um, in the third phase now, we are focusing on how do we bring um, the levels of uh, inequalities down. And it's a challenge that many countries face, but um, for us, it's, uh, it's even a binding constraint uh, on our growth because the more people are excluded out of the economy, really um, the more in terms of markets, you have less markets than you would otherwise have because you don't have clients. So if you don't have customers, then it doesn't make sense to produce. If it doesn't make sense to produce, then so it goes on as uh, shrinking the ability of the, uh, the, the economy to grow and um, the economy to have a much higher impact than um, it would be able to have both domestically and uh, and globally. So the issue of redress uh, was the was the key concern. It still is uh, the foundation for uh, for a deeper uh, growth through um, integration of um, other uh, population groups. Um, uh, uh, in as far as enterprise uh, development and uh, uh, ownership of the economy is concerned. And now this issue of dealing with uh, uh, inequalities. So that, that in a way just tries to sketch out um, the overarching uh, policy thrusts uh, that we have uh, set ourselves uh, to, uh, to, 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 to deal with as we were thinking through the, um, the empowerment uh, part, uh, which is an important part of the work uh, that we do. So, in terms of the evolution uh, of the of the policies, um, first it was uh, individual share ownership, um, typically a non-controlling share within an existing uh, business, which helped the process of capital accumulation in the hands of black. Uh, South Africans, and we know that that was um, an issue of, uh, of, of, of great concern in the sense that this was seen as narrow BEE policy. Then we went into the second, I see it's uh, you're not moving to slide five, please. Um, the, the, the second phase, which was a uh, uh, a broad-based empowerment uh, made up of uh, communities where consortia of uh, women, of youth, and collective investment and empowerment uh, vehicles who had the, the key focus um, of, um, of, 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 of broadening 
participation were also uh, brought in. And uh, this is a, a, a major part of um, what uh, the, the, the broadening partic uh, participation um, uh, pillar of the new Triple BEE Act wanted to, uh, to put across that uh, beyond the individuals, how do we empower uh, communities um, uh, and bring them uh, into the mainstream uh, of the economy? Then uh, the Black Industrial List um, uh, policy uh, also kicked in, where we were looking at uh, Black talent in terms of entrepreneurship and seeing how that talent uh, could be uh, nurtured such that these enterprises become an important um, contributor to our economy, uh, to the jobs that we need, and the export revenue that we also uh, need. And the fourth expansion, um, which is what we are also focusing on now, is how do we bring the workers on board uh, in order to develop an inclusive uh, model that shifts from an adversarial approach um, uh, on, the, on the shop floor, but brings in uh, uh, the workers, um, not just as uh, uh, contributors of labor, but also participants um, in uh, decision-making and um, the greater benefit beyond salaries uh, that comes with co-ownership of an enterprise. So in uh, slide six, um, we, we, we share with the, with the members some of the uh, challenges um, that we faced as um, we sought uh, to um, uh, uh, deliver on the transformation mandate and some of the actions really from our counterparts in, in, in business that has made uh, some of this work um, quite a challenge and um, a, a difficult to undertake. Members are aware um, of uh, fronting uh, practices where companies would misrepresent uh, uh, either their, their, their position in as far as who's the true shareholders and uh, beneficiaries and they will falsely claim that uh, there were Black South African uh, shareholders and beneficiaries, even in instances where that wasn't the case. Um, there are cases where Black-owned uh, firms uh, would um, kind of use their names as um, the contractor in tender documents while the work is not being done by them. There are cases where uh, individual persons would put on uh, would be put on a shareholder register and those people wouldn't even know that they are on that uh, shareholder register. And again, I mean, for us, that, that is just outright fraud. And um, the, 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 all of this has required us um, in the DTIC and uh, by extension, the, the IDC and uh, uh, the, 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 the NEF to tighten our regulations and control um, so that um, we, 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 we make sure that as we support uh, uh, enterprises, if we are supporting them as uh, black industrialists, that those are real uh, black industrialists. I apologize for that mistake there. Uh, we we're trying to communicate that we have tried, uh, tightened controls and made fronting um, a, a, a criminal uh, offense. And um, again, as I had indicated, that the department and its agencies um, have, we've put main, uh, measures in place uh, to address um, uh, fronting. And um, what I will then do, I think in the interest of time, Chair has given us um, 
a few minutes uh, would be uh, then to skip to slide nine. So Um, Chair, in this slide, again, we are just uh, taking uh, the committee through the broad uh, scope of what we do uh, in as far as transformation is concerned. The focus of today's discussion is on industrial financing, so I'll leave that. Uh, we'll deal with it just uh, shortly. Then on competition settlements. Uh, ensuring that issues of triple uh, BEE supplier development funds and uh, localization are also taken on board when the settlements are reached. Uh, uh, the issue of uh, market access um, that competition settlements do not lead to people being closed out, but rather it opens the door for uh, new suppliers uh, to also access uh, markets. Uh, on the BEE codes and the charters, this is the work that we will do um, with uh, various uh, sectors to ensure that uh, the sectors are open for new entrants uh, to come in and that um, those uh, entrants uh, are, are given an opportunity uh, to also uh, participate uh, in the in the in the different sectors like the financial charter financial sector charter um, uh, uh, also in the in the legal um, uh, arena as well and then the EEIP and um, this is just the equity equivalent uh, program where for companies that are uh, unable to give equity for whatever reason uh, we allow that they can uh, do in kind, um, uh, transformation uh, activities that still allows us uh, to achieve the transformation mandate. In our master plans, transformation is very important because as I've said, we don't see any tension uh, between growing the economy and transforming the economy. We actually think that um, the two go very well together, that as we grow the economy and transform it in such a way that many people will be able to get a uh, value uh, out of the economy. That helps actually propel the economy and uh, grow much uh, faster. And then on the SEZs um, and industrial parks, ensuring that these instruments also assist not just also uh, transforming in, uh, in as far as ownership of the companies that are in the industrial parks, but transforming the, the localities um, that these industrial parks and, uh, and uh, SEZs are located in, such that in areas where there was minimal economic activity, uh, these uh, instruments allow um, uh, for um, that economic activity to start uh, taking place. So we are seeing these as very catalytic instruments for uh, um, uh, geographic spread and um, a spatial uh, transformation of uh, our economy. Then the work that we're doing also to support SMMEs, township and in rural areas, and what um, we, we, we've really enjoyed support, including from this committee on, on ensuring that the lever of, uh, of the state in the form of uh, procurement uh, is used uh, to bring many people into the economy and to make sure that the money of, uh, of government also stimulates jobs uh, in various other sectors. And um, we've been at the, at the forefront of calling for government to procure more and more 
from domestic manufacturers and service uh, providers such that uh, the funds that government use to get its own services, uh, it's also used as a strategic stimulus to the economy. Then um, uh, I've indicated um, that uh, for this uh, presentation, uh, the focus is really uh, going to be on uh, the black industrialists. So with that, um, I will just uh, perhaps uh, ask Toho uh, if we can just skip straight to slide number 12. So um, on the black industrialist uh, policy, um, initial transformation policies, as um, I, I had indicated previously, were mainly uh, focused on enabling black South Africans to obtain a non-controlling share in uh, existing uh, enterprises. This didn't sufficiently focus on new enterprise development, nor promote businesses controlled by a wider demographic of uh, South Africans. And uh, in 2015, cabinet approved the black industrialist policy, which was seeking to increase the level of participation of black South Africans in ownership and control of productive enterprises in key sectors and uh, value chains. The DTIC provides uh, grants um, as far as um, our, our, our um, distribution of work is concerned. And uh, that, uh, those, uh, those grants are directed at select um, uh, productive sectors. The IDC and the NEF uh, would provide loans. And uh, again, I think we, we have to keep stressing that because they are loans, they have to be repaid. And um, those uh, would also be directed at various um, uh, uh, sectors um, of the uh, economy. And um, the, the loans, the mix of the loans and the monies that the DTIC provide in the form of grants are there to address what was um, a burning issue uh, for black industrialists, which was a challenge of obtaining funding um, from uh, commercial uh, banks. So amongst the, 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 the DTIC in the department, IDC and uh, the NEF, we're seeking to make, make sure that more and more funding is channeled into the uh, industrial and um, the productive sectors of the economy and also particularly to black uh, industrialists at a cost that allows them to grow and um, under uh, uh, conditions that, that allows their enterprises uh, to thrive. But where you have a loan, you will have to, uh, to repay it. Um, this uh, policy complements other empowerment programs um, and uh, it, it's not meant to uh, replace uh, any empowerment uh, program. Now going straight to the um, uh, what we've achieved so far since uh, the 2015 uh, coming into effect of the black industrialist uh, policy as was approved by uh, by cabinet uh, what we are sharing with the members here um, is um, that um, as um, of uh, now and uh, of course with these numbers uh, it's always a moving target because enterprises uh, come in for additional support including as we're going through this presentation and uh, in some instances some enterprises will exit for whatever uh, reason 
So 3.7 billion uh, is currently um, uh, in the range of what we are looking at uh, in the form of um, approved uh, funding, about a thousand uh, black industrialists and uh, black owned businesses that um, have been uh, supported. And of those, uh, the largest chunk of support um, has come uh, from the IDC and the deepest uh, support uh, from the DTIC and then the broadest support uh, coming from uh, the NEF, uh, as I've indicated, supporting uh, entrepreneurs in various sectors um, of the economy, even beyond uh, what we do um, largely really uh, in manufacturing. And we are sharing with the members uh, the quantums in terms of value of funds um, that we've uh, be, uh, been able to provide uh, to black industrialists uh, throughout uh, this period. Then in slide uh, 13, um, we, we now look at the geographic spread of the support uh, that has been uh, provided. And um, those are the different provinces from which a, a number of our projects um, were supported. Um, and as you, as you can see there, it's uh, almost all um, the, the provinces uh, in South Africa where we have um, uh, supported uh, industrialists um, throughout the country. Uh, in the slide that follows, um, we then are showing uh, members by district uh, because this is um, uh, the, 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 um, the, the, I see um, members don't have uh, an updated slide. Um, there is a slide that does a, a district uh, breakdown. I'll make sure that this slide is, um, is shared with the members. And uh, what that slide shows is that in the, in the different provinces, for example, in the, in the, north, in the Northwest, uh, that we've supported projects in Bujanala and Dr. Kenneth Kaunda, in Limpopo, it's in the Capricorn District Municipality, in Mopani District Municipality, in Vembe, in Waterberg, in Sikukune, in Pumalanga, Etlanzini, Hertzibande District, Enkangala District, we've also supported. In KZN, is Etequini Metropolitan Municipality, King Kretuayo, Amajuba District, Ilembe, Ugu, Umkugunlovu. Uh, all of that just showing uh, the spread of the projects that, that we have supported uh, in Herikwala, uh, in Zululand, uh, going to the Eastern Cape in Buffalo City, uh, Nelson Mandela Bay Metropolitan, uh, OR Tambo District Municipality, Amatole District Municipality, Sarah Batman uh, District Municipality in the Western Cape, the city of Cape Town, uh, Overbeck um, and West Coast, in the Free State, in Mangaung, in uh, Tabo Mufutanyana, and in uh, Fezile Dabi uh, uh, District in the Northern Cape, uh, Francis Bard, um, John Daulo. Uh, Namakwa district, um, and then in Gauteng, Ekuruleni, Joburg, uh, Johannesburg, uh, Tswani, Sidibeng, and um, the West End. 
So um, the, this slide, which we will also make available to, uh, to the committee, um, just indicates that um, out of the 52 districts in South Africa, we actually have pr provided support to enterprises located in 40 of those. So um, we, have, um, we, 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 we do need to get uh, to the 52 uh, districts um, as, um, as, as, as per uh, directive um, uh, from the minister and in line with the district development model. So, so if you can just go back to slide, um, I think it will be 16. So um, the companies, um, the, um, the, the, the sectors that we have, uh, or rather the different districts and, the, and those companies that are in those districts uh, fall uh, by and large in the productive sectors uh, of the economy, food production, clothing and textile, mining, metals, um, uh, machinery and uh, equipment, transport and logistic infrastructure, chemical products and healthcare, healthcare, plastic products, the green economy, the creative industry in property, construction and building materials, some instances in tourism, and there are those uh, that are part of the fourth uh, industrial uh, revolution. Um, the particular products uh, will include um, food production from dairy, um, meat processing, poultry, uh, growing fruits and veggies, packing and uh, cold storage, um, import and export logistics, making uh, sources, um, farming, uh, particularly fish, uh, green uh, greens, um, uh, fish and, and greens, uh, soya crushing, animal feed, uh, abattoirs, uh, organic foods, gems, uh, crocodile leather, I see we love gems, uh, noodles, uh, pet food, um, harvesting and selling of uh, timber products, um, printing and packaging, um, uh, pallet uh, and also tissue uh, tissue uh, products, uh, clothing and uh, manufacturing, including school uniforms, uh, disposable and usable surgical masks and gown uh, and gowns, um, different textile and, uh, products um, that some of the black industrialists. Are producing so here we're just showing the broad range of uh, products that are coming through uh, from uh, from black industrialists and uh, members would recall that at the time when we started this program uh, one of the key criticisms was that you will not find black people in the sectors and what we are seeing now is that um, when uh, policy uh, allows uh, people to take advantage of uh, opportunities and uh, use those policy levers in order to grow. Um, a lot of talent does come through. And uh, this is, uh, I think, the biggest um, uh, um, testimony of um, what, the, what the Black Industrialist uh, Program has been able to do. Just unearth uh, talent. That was there because most of these businesses are. This is not. These are not greenfield uh, ventures by and large. Some of them are brownfield where people were expanding uh, enterprises that um, uh, they owned, but they just did not have a way 
um, in which they could expand that in a sustainable manner because of some of the conditions that they were uh, being provided, either lack of market access or conditions as far as financing is concerned that were just constricting in as far as um, growing their businesses um, was concerned. So these these are the the enterprises um, that have benefited uh, from the support of the Black uh, Industrialist uh, Scheme. Um, Turning to the work that we do on um, uh, the the special uh, side, my colleague Mautu Mulifiani is is here is the acting DG in this uh, in this area, um, in this in, in this work uh, program, uh, we are focusing on uh, reforming um, the SCZs and uh, industrial park model uh, to include um, uh, the township uh, economy. And uh, as I indicated, we are, are really seized with this uh, focus on the districts. Um, I've shown you that for the Black Industrialist Program, um, so far we are in 40 districts and we are now working um, with uh, provinces and uh, local uh, government uh, to identify and support um, economic uh, opportunities in all uh, districts. Um, Strong involvement of the DTIC um, in the planning, development and ownership of strategic initiatives, uh, infusing of the district model in all um, the the projects, strong involvement of uh, private sector, including in um, uh, infrastructure development, making sure that uh, in uh, some of our support programs, including the critical infrastructure program, we bring uh, the private sector much closer to the work that we are doing on infrastructure development, and then mobilizing resources from all spheres of uh, government. Uh, to ensure maximum impact and um, and uh, uh, support, so the the, the new special um, industrial uh, development uh, approach, what it does is that um, it provides now um, ability uh, for for us to be working in all um, these uh, uh, districts and um, uh, localities and um, in ensuring that there is special equity in the work uh, that the DTIC does, mindful that there are many challenges in uh, localities where industrial activity is naturally uh, not taking place. So, so there's a lot of uh, heavy lifting um, that uh, we, are, we are now doing uh, in collaboration with the, with the provinces uh, to see what needs to be changed how do we use our instruments uh, better? Can we use our equity equivalent uh, program, just as an example, to get activity going on in the remaining 12 districts um, that at the moment are not showing up uh, in as far as our black industrialist uh, support is concerned? How do we sharpen our tools to direct them uh, more to those districts where uh, the, the, there's uh, very little economic activity taking place. So in the in this slide, uh, Chair, we just uh, sharing uh, with you um, our current uh, thinking and uh, the current focus. 
uh, of um, the, 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 the DTIC. Um, we're sharing with you, I'm sure members are fully aware of all um, the, uh, the, the SCZs um, that we have. And um, we, we're also sharing with you uh, some of the new um, uh, SCZs uh, that we are, we are looking at. Um, as I indicated, we, we, we're looking at a, a special development uh, model um, that will see us uh, financing our industrial parks uh, uh, differently. What we have seen is that where we go alone as the DTIC uh, finance an industrial park for a legitimate uh, 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 reason that perhaps um, the, the local government, the, the province may not uh, be in a position to fund that park at that time. Um, that we, we find that uh, over time, those assets are not taken care of uh, in the way um, that we would otherwise uh, um, want them to be taken care of. That is why we are now turning and saying the provinces, the local government um, uh, partners must also uh, come on board and uh, various other issues that uh, uh, Maudu is more conversant with uh, around even the governance of these industrial parks um, must also be improved as a condition for us to come in and provide uh, support uh, to the industrial uh, parks. And we're saying that we need to use our programs also as part of responding to the, uh, to the work um, that this entire country has been thrust into of uh, making sure that we are transitioning uh, to a more climate-friendly uh, uh, economy. So greening of uh, our, our SEZs, um, the digitization of SEZs and industrial parks, and review of um, the funding model, particularly uh, for our SEZs. And um, where we have seen success um, in, our, in the work that we do on SEZs, it's not when they, where there's been a beautiful business case uh, for that SEZ but really rather where there has been a credible anchor a tenant in the SEZ. So our focus now, even on investment uh, promotion, is to bring in anchor projects that will help make uh, our SEZ and even our industrial parks a lot more sustainable. And uh, those anchor projects, um, they, we call them anchor because they bring in uh, SMME uh, uh, linkages both inside the parks and outside and um, we are looking at inclusive models that will also take um, uh, into account uh, how we um, prioritize women and uh, communities in those projects. And then um, the, the, the slide also shares with the, with the members um, some of the, um, the up and coming, uh, I'll call them uh, industrial parks. You will see Ngomazi um, SEZ there. And um, as much as we are addressing uh, special uh, um, distribution of economic activity in our country, we are also now uh, looking at how we can use um, these same programs uh, to plug into um, what we want to achieve at a continental level. And then the Nkomasi SEZ, which is a logistics hub, 
uh, linking uh, quite closely with uh, Mozambique, and then the Musina Makado linking quite closely uh, with uh, Zimbabwe. Again, um, this is our focus as South Africa, um, that the way we interact with the, with, the, with the continent is not just on the basis of us shipping all the goods that we produce here to the rest of the continent, but it is also creating avenues for the continent um, to give us uh, inputs uh, 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 so that we can use those inputs in our own uh, uh, products. And therefore, you have a more sustainable uh, trade base uh, going forward. Um, Chair, um, the, the slide um, that follows, uh, really it's just um, uh, some of the case studies. Uh, just not to make the presentation too long, we've had to uh, cut down significantly on the number of, uh, of case studies and our commitment to the committee is that um, that uh, black industrialist uh, 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 publication that is now on the DTIC website will be made available uh, to, uh, to the committee. And um, in that way, uh, the committee will then have a full, um, uh, uh, um, uh, they'll have full sight of uh, the projects uh, that um, have been supported under the BI uh, or rather the Black Industrialist uh, program. So here we've just um, we've uh, we've selected uh, very few um, some projects uh, coming from the IDC, the NEF, and the DTIC, um, highlighting the fact that there are those um, that would have received a grant and also a loan from our our DFIs and that these firms sub, um, that are supported through this program, they've also been an important contributor to our GDP, and um, they are creating uh, jobs. Um, the loan uh, constitute the bulk of support that has been provided, as you could recall from the slide that I showed, where um, a large chunk of the support came from the IDC that would have been uh, in the form of a, of a loan. And in a market economy, not every firm will succeed, and uh, we 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 are we are quite uh, mindful of that. And uh, this one has nothing to do with color. Um, there will be enterprises that will grow. There will be enterprises um, that, uh, that 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 will fail across uh, the economy. Those that succeed. Uh, they are able to grow their businesses, and in this way, they 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 help um, expand um, the economy. Uh, if I can, maybe just uh, take members. I'm, I'm mindful, chair, that uh, I actually just have about uh, maybe uh, an, another uh, three minutes uh, before my my hour is up uh, from my clock. I hope I'm 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 looking at it correctly. So I'll just quickly go into into uh, some of these enterprises um, to just share with you, give you a flavor, really of what we are talking about here. VM uh, Automotive, uh, this one was supported by an IDC loan. Um, they are operating uh, from, from, uh, from, uh, uh, from Roslyn here and also East London. It's very typical of what happens uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the auto sector. And um, they created uh, 72 jobs and uh, they haven't retained any jobs there because they are uh, 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 new. Um, in, in they're, they're largely new 
um, in, in, in the enterprise. So they supply aluminum and uh, uh, steel blanks, and they do this to uh, BMW. So you can see now the link between the work that we are doing in the autos industry, now allowing black industrialists to come in. On the next one is Afro Botanics, 100% uh, black women owned. Uh, this one uh, was supported by the NEF loan, and they are in uh, in Gauteng, and um, they produce um, natural hair and body care uh, products. Uh, the the next one uh, also in the in in, in hair um, they are in Harry Smith in the in the free state they were supported by the DTIC uh, through a cost uh, sharing uh, grant and um, what they uh, uh, produce um, is um, a, a, a hair. Um, a synthetic uh, uh, hair, and uh, we we supported them with machinery and uh, equipment. So South Hill is the next one. They are in the Northern Cape. They also benefited from NEF uh, funding. And um, this one um, is a Black-owned company that was established with the purpose of acquiring, renovating, and operating a four-star a top-end boutique hotel, as I've indicated, uh, in Uppington. Uh, the next one is um, Escalon Trading. Um, they uh, benefited from an IDC loan. Uh, they are in uh, KZN, and um, they, um, uh, they, 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 they are in the clothing, textile, leather, and, uh, and uh, footwear sector. And then Mutle uh, Mining, um, NEF um, uh, loan also there, 100% uh, black-owned and uh, managed enterprise, providing material handling, crushing, screening, uh, and mine rehabilitation, drilling and blasting, uh, as well as uh, plant, uh, uh, plant uh, hire uh, services. Um, then the next one is Pallet Direct. These ones are in Gauteng. Uh, they've benefited um, through the IDC uh, loan, and um, they were approved uh, funding for plant and equipment and working capital. This uh, was to enable the company to grow its uh, customer base, employ more people, and uh, increase its profitability. Um, it's a family-owned uh, business manufacturing high-quality pallets uh, for food and um, the beverage uh, industry. Then unique uh, engineering, um, it's a 100% uh, black-owned uh, enterprise. They're operating in Gauteng and in the Northwest, uh, also benefited from NEF uh, funding. The next one is Toronto Group. Um, in the uh, Western Cape, this one benefited from a cost-sharing grant and uh, an IDC loan, and um, um, they, 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 they are working um, uh, in, the, in the mining uh, industry, uh, I think. So they are in, in, in sorry, they, they, are in, they are producing activated carbon for farming purposes, sorry for that. And then um, uh, uh, Newscon Flexibles, um, they are also in uh, Gauteng, and they have benefited from the DTIC cost sharing uh, grant. This company, um, they are exporting uh, 
goods to Eswatini, Malawi, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Zambia, and the UK. And I do need to highlight to members that this is something we are seeing with some of the Black industrialists, that they are doing very, very well um, in the export uh, markets and um, increasingly um, uh, a large portion of the support that we are offering is going to black industrialists whose main uh, market is actually uh, the export market. And then there's Ocean Peaks and Chair Afranad of Time. So I'll quickly uh, just go to slide um, uh, 37 and just to highlight some of the issues um, and, uh, and observations that uh, while we celebrate where we've been uh, successful, um, there are issues um, that, um, that, that, that we are dealing with now, issues that requires us uh, to work closely with uh, other partners to overcome. Um, limited support to, um, uh, to, to, to some of these enterprises from commercial banks, um, in, in part based on lack of uh, business um, a track record and, uh, and collateral um, issues of um, some of, uh, of these companies, uh, others having to uh, go under or struggling because they've lost major customers and contracts. Uh, as I indicated, there are a number of those uh, that are focusing on the uh, export markets. So um, when, when COVID uh, hits and um, the, really the, the whole global economy uh, slowed down, there were those uh, industrialists um, that, that, that were affected uh, by it. We, we know of some of the black industrialists who died um, uh, even uh, through uh, the pandemic. And uh, this has now uh, put uh, the entire business venture um, really in a, in a critical stage. And we're trying to work uh, with, with, uh, with, the, with the clients uh, through that uh, to see how uh, we still salvage uh, some of that uh, economic activity. Um, limited market experience in some sectors, which results in over expansion or limited ability to respond to fast changing market conditions or reliance on limited number of customers. Uh, weak governance arrangements in, 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 in companies, including um, in their own boards that um, really uh, opens them up uh, to um, to, to, to inability either to receive uh, funding or when they do have that funding that uh, uh, perhaps um, uh, the, 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 the other players in the, in the markets, when they look at that um, uh, support structure, they, 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 they are reluctant uh, to get involved. And um, while we're raising this in the context of the Black Industrialist uh, Program, um, members should just bear in mind that it's not necessarily something that um, is unique uh, to these companies. Growing, uh, growing enterprises uh, suffer uh, from some of these things. Um, I've spoken about the impact of COVID. Um, uh, BI organizations also have the inability to retain uh, highly skilled uh, personnel for a long time due to the fact that they are competing in some instances with very large established enterprises who have deep pockets and therefore, uh, you know, they, they, they can um, uh, uh, just uh, be able to offer 
packages that uh, the enterprises are unable uh, to compete with. So um, when servicing OEMs, um, these are original equipment manufacturers, BIs often uh, must invest a, a lot of time, expertise and resources in trying to standardize and customize to these uh, OEMs uh, requirement. And, um, uh, some, and sometimes uh, in, in, in doing that, there's a lot of money involved. And when um, the deals don't, don't, don't come through, this put the entire uh, business proposition um, in, in jeopardy. And um, these are uh, members, uh, some of the, uh, the challenges that um, these uh, rapidly growing companies uh, are facing that uh, between ourselves, uh, uh, in the DTIC, within the IDC and the NEF are working with these companies uh, to, to, to try and see how we can uh, assist them. And then in the next slide, I mean, as far as funding is concerned, um, this issue of uh, access to capital, um, uh, that um, you, it's still a big issue uh, in, the, in the market. And um, it's, a, it's, it's something that uh, requires um, a, a change, really, in, 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 uh, in, in business models. And those things are very difficult, even when you confront the banks. They, they, they will tell you that, no, we are willing to fund any enterprise as long as they can give us a tangible collateral and we can see from the financial history um, that we will be able to get our money back. And that in itself then becomes a barrier for some of these um, uh, enterprises to be able to access um, uh, funding that allows them to take advantage of uh, opportunities. We are here highlighting this in the context of young and female-owned enterprises because these are some of the things that um, they are still uh, faced uh, with, um, which uh, the, the various uh, enterprises have to be working through. So um, the issues um, of um, uh, capacity and skills, uh, infrastructure constraints, um, the unconscious bias and risk aversion to youth and women, um, because these are new entrants in the, in the market. So um, the, the establishment, so to say, um, does have a bias uh, against a new entrants because they, they, they really don't know how to be dealing uh, with new entrants. Um, informal enterprises that resist uh, formalization, um, slow GDP growth rate, access to information and pre-investment uh, deal readiness, where there's a huge gap, particularly for new entrants, to attain proof of concept and commercialization funding, which is sufficiently patient to support their new enterprises. So Chair, I apologize. I did take 10 more minutes of your, of your, of your time and uh, back to the team DG. Thank you very much, Chair and the members. Thank you, um, Malebo, and thank you, Chairperson. Chair, I think the um, the Deputy Director General has articulated the, the report quite well. From my side, I think what I can indicate is that transformation is a continuous journey. 
And as a department, we emphasize it's much broader than BEE. Um, and whilst we will see successes, there will still be challenges and hurdles which we will continuously address as we roll out the program. Chair, with those few words, Chair, I'll, we can then conclude our report and take any questions or comments. Um, both the IDC and the NEF is also in the, on the platform and they are also um, able to take any questions in this regard. Thank you, Chair. No, thank you so much, Acting uh, uh, DG and uh, DDG, Mayor uh, Thompson. Um, now you were on time, uh, uh, DDG. You both of you started. Uh, I think Mr. Khan started at ten eighteen, so you finished on time. But it's eleven nineteen now. Um, at this stage, then I will invite uh, honourable members uh, to ask uh, questions. I see Honourable uh, Lont, followed by Honourable Dango, Honourable Boshoff, uh, in that order, please. And then Honourable Maimak. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. I'm going to start with a, a positive. Um, and this is a criticism that I've raised in the past with uh, entities and departments that come and present, is that they only highlight the positives and they don't flag what the problems are. So in that sense, I want to say well done and thank you that you did acknowledge where the problems are. That's not everybody that does that. Um, and then also, sorry, let me just another call coming in. So also what we now need to do is make sure that those problems are not raised again and again and again, because that's the one thing that we see with departments and entities, those that actually acknowledge it, or even after we pose the questions, it comes out, it's the same problems that appear year in and year out, and it doesn't really get addressed. One thing out of the problems that was raised that I want to flag is how do you ensure that there is a continuation of a project or program um, when somebody passes on, like you've said, during COVID? What is being put in place to ensure that it's not just linked to an individual, but that the idea and the project, because I assume that's how you approve it. You don't approve an individual. You approve the idea or the project that gets brought to you um, and then make sure that there's a continuation plan should the individual that originally brought it to you, um, the money is not wasted and it doesn't fall away. The, the one thing that I am concerned about, and, and I must acknowledge this is to the researchers of the committee. I realized a lot of money, but, I didn't realize it's almost 37 billion that went to the thousand black industrialists and black owned businesses over the past um, seven years. And I'm concerned in how, because it's not, it's been shown that it is a small connected few that double dip and triple dip and quadruple dip into the funds that's available. And what is, what measures are put in place to ensure that it is not the same people that just dip into the various funds and pots that's available, but that the power empowerment that's being done, it's truly broad based. And that is maybe something chair that I want to propose that we have that um, at a next meeting to say, listen, let's have a look and see how many individuals or how many companies that individuals have stakes in, gets um, more than one support from various entities. Um, then, let me just quickly see the last point that I've made here. 
And then uh, I've seen it with the Saldana Economic Zone. They are now moving towards the green energy, but there's as if there's a disconnect within cabinet in itself. On the one hand, there's some that pushes that we move to green energy, and then on the other hand, there's those that regress and hold on to um, old energy supplies. And maybe if we can, and I also see, I think it was with the the um, Swartland ECZ, I might be wrong now, but how do we ensure that all or most of our ECZs move in the same direction and speak from the same voice and we don't have this push and pull internally? Um, and then lastly, one thing that I just want to flag, it is the complaint that we don't get the foreign direct investments. That is 100% the fault of government. There is policy uncertainty, and it's been flagged time and time again, not just within the country, but outside the country as well. And until that policy certainty is given to international investors, um, we are not going to get the quantities we want. And that is something that must be put forward in front of the government's door, this department's door, and cannot just be raised as a problem because it's a problem that can be fixed, and it can be fixed by the department and government. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Lont. Uh, you will be followed by Honorable uh, Dango. Honorable Dango. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, and thank you for the presentation by the department. Chairperson, I have two questions. One is, should we, the department not consider a policy position of trying to break the special apartheid divisions by targeting funds to bridge that and bring that into areas that can actually bring together the old apartheid situation and uh, <clears throat> the cities on the other side. But in the middle is to look at that and have a policy position that can actually focus and say we will fund in those particular areas as a matter of preference. Two is, Chairperson, I'd like to know what the definition of community is, if they can tell me that. Three is, Chairperson, I want to ask a question that may be a bit awkward. If a company has applied for an IDC loan, that company goes into distress, another company buys that particular company over from the business practice, uh, practice uh, practitioners, and there's a... Um, a workers' trust there. The new company that takes over ignores the reality with IDC loans um, of the workers' trust. Uh, should that not be looked at quite seriously because it is an IDC loan to the first company, it's an IDC loan to the second company, and the workers' trust was not moved across when the second loan was granted. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you so much, uh, Honorable Django. Uh, Honorable Boshoff. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, uh, Honorable Launt asked the one question, and I just want to reiterate it, that we ASAPC a report coming through to this committee on the $37 billion, um, that has been made available so that we can ensure that no double dipping has taken place. And then I would like to ask the presenter, for years and years and years now, we've been speaking about the Inkomasi SEZ. And I see, once again, it's on the 
um, presentation that it's a logistic hub, fresh produce market, and then they speak of just transition focus. Now, we all know in September last year, the Deputy uh, Minister and the Premier of Mpumalanga went down to Nkumazi and they were going to provide a report on where we stand up until this day today. We have not seen a report on that SEZ because there is nothing to report on. We need to ensure that this SEZ is part and parcel of um, something that will be built in Mpumalanga because we are on the N4, we are close to the Mozambican border, the um, Swaziland border, and it can mean so much to the people of Nkumazi, especially in the economic climate we find ourselves in, to be able to create jobs for those people. So I would like a report on where we stand with regard to this SEZ. Thank you, Chair. Thank you so much, Chair. Honorable Boshoff. Honorable Mima. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chair. Let me uh, take this opportunity to, first and foremost, uh, Appreciate the the presentation as uh, as, as, as given uh, by the uh, by the DTI. Uh, the, the the first one chair uh, relates to uh, the uh, the slide that speaks to not all plane sailing challenges. I think it's bullet point number bullet point uh, that deals with uh, uh, the inability of the leg industrialist uh, to retain uh, uh, skilled personnel uh, but uh, of, of more of interest to me is the the, the, the next bullet point. Uh, that speaks to when servicing uh, original equipment manufacturers, plugging their studies, often must invest a lot of time, expertise, and resources into standardization and uh, customization, as well as quality assurance, uh, without any guarantee of continuous business uh, from the OEM. I just want to check as to whether, having observed at this point, uh, uh, what is it that the department has done uh, to help uh, mitigate this area? Because it is a concern. And, and I think linked to, to this point uh, relates to the, the previous presentation that we received from the department for the same program. Uh, and in that presentation, a reference was, 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 was made around Kele, 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 Kele mining as one of the, the uh, uh, examples that was raised. I'm worried that it is nowhere to be seen. I hope uh, uh, the, the, missing, the fact that it's missing doesn't mean the fact that it is of the, the department uh, stable in terms of uh, 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 this uh, uh, company being uh, one of the... Uh, Black Industrialist Program. 
now this the, the second one chair uh, is is mainly about uh, an affirmation that 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 that, that, that is raised uh, around uh, uh, challenges that are faced uh, by black-owned enterprise, uh, which is mainly lack of access to finance, difficulties integrating into existing value chains and lack of access to inputs and limited access to key routes. And I must appreciate the, the presentation because uh, it, uh, it, 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 it put much more emphasis uh, about uh, this uh, uh, transformation, uh, which uh, you have correctly pointed out that uh, at the center of it is the to drive structural transformation and also to broaden the productive capacity of the black entrepreneurs. And now, the question that I want to that I want to pose is related to this. The 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 investment that uh, one of your entities has made, let's say the IDC, whether it is uh, uh, in the renewable, renewable energy space, uh, uh, particularly around uh, the, those companies that, uh, that, that, that were identified in the, in the phase one of, 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 of the renewable energy uh, procurement. Uh, can we say with certainty that it is beginning to yield to yield results? Uh, the reason why I'm posing this question is because uh, I'm mindful of the fact that uh, the IDC, indeed, in terms of the uh, in terms of those renewable energy companies, it has stakes. But uh, one doesn't get a sense that uh, uh, they are connected to the grid. And in that situation, uh, what is the what is the impact of that in terms of uh, the investment made by IDC? I'm specifically referring to those that are in the Northern Cape because I come from Northern Cape. Uh, then the the, uh, the last one relates to to uh, at some point the uh, the uh, the IDC had 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 applied for the I think it was business rescue uh, in one of the in one of uh, 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 companies, uh, I think it's Daskalahari. Uh, what is the situation? Has the situation stabilized, uh, which uh, necessitated the, the settlement by the department? Thank you, Chair. Thank you so much, Honorable Maimam. Honorable Aplini. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, I'm mostly covered by the previous speakers. Uh, but the question that I wanted to ask was uh, with the issue of funding. Uh, as it has been mentioned, that uh, uh, really so many companies were using the names of uh, mostly black people to front and get businesses. The question that I wanted to ask, what has been done about that? Because reality is that the names of so many they uh, most of recognizes people who have companies which uh, they have never really have. Uh, so I wanted to know if, if is there anything which uh, was done uh, about those companies. But the second uh, 
question that I had, uh, I had uh, that mention of the mostly mentioned Gauteng, Gauteng and Cape Town. Uh, there is nothing about Eastern Cape that uh, she has mentioned. There is no transformation that can take place without uplifting the people who are coming, mostly from the provinces that we know as uh, mostly rural. So uh, I, I wanted to know uh, if she had some examples that she could mention around the Eastern Cape. Um, yeah, I think those are, those are those were the two questions, Chair, that I wanted to ask. Thank you. Okay. Now, thank you so much. I think they'll respond. They touch on both of uh, your questions, but they will uh, elaborate further. Um, I don't know if there are any other questions uh, from other members. I, I just want to start, uh, if I may also ask, I've got uh, also a number of questions, uh, but I just want to start with this issue uh, that was raised by Honorable uh, Lont and uh, Honorable Boshoff. But it's a question that keeps on coming up. Um, I think uh, the very first time the department uh, came to present in the last term uh, in 2016, I know I was not a member of uh, this committee there, uh, but I uh, happened to see the, the minutes, particularly from PMG. Uh, the very same question came up uh, from uh, uh, Mr. Faber. Uh, uh, if I can just uh, read this part uh, in the minutes uh, that uh, what it says uh, that the BIP, which is a black industrial program, will serve to enrich a few possible politically connected people. Uh, opportunities will allow a few people to become stinging rich while the benefit to everyone else was unclear. And so that was a question that was raised. And, uh, and Ms. Mabija Thompson uh, responded to this comment that the, the BIP uh, on the issue that it might only benefit the few. She asserted that the DTI, or it was called a DTI then, had never predetermined who would apply for BIP support Support was based on the types of activities uh, the applicant was involved in and more than uh, the particular individual. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm raising this because I would like uh, the, the department, because uh, uh, Ms. Mabiji uh, uh, Thompson was saying that uh, this is a sample of uh, uh, case studies. What I want to request so that we don't have don't even have to wait for the next meeting on this particular issue. If they can send uh, uh, to the committee secretary all the people that have been assisted through the this uh, BIP, um, <laughs> so that we can see whether these are political connected people, though we may not even know uh, which uh, political organizations, because some, some may assume that uh, uh, those people are members of uh, higher up in the structures, maybe of the uh, uh, governing part. Uh, so the best way, so that the, because this thing was raised in 2016, now it's 2022. Uh, if the department can just send us uh, the list of all those that have uh, uh, benefited uh, from uh, this uh, program. 
um, yeah, so that the, the, this this whole issue is a, is a clarify once and for all. Uh, just a, a question then from me again is, is a, that if you look at the policy, it, it talks about the the cooperatives. I don't know if uh, the list that I'm requesting you to send would also give us a, a clear picture as to how the cooperatives have benefited. Because in the policy on black industrial uh, 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 policy, uh, it, it also refers to the cooperatives. Uh, to what extent have they been, have they benefited uh, as cooperatives? Uh, the, the other issue, which was also raised in the meeting, uh, very first meeting, was a concern by members then of uh, this 10 years, uh, which is a, a requirement in terms of uh, uh, experience. Uh, at the time, even if you look at the policy, there's no mention or even emphasis uh, on the youth and women. But as uh, you are reporting, DDG, uh, you also focusing uh, on on women and the youth. Uh, but now, if you come up with the, the requirement of uh, ten years, already excluding. Uh, the women and and youth, because you've already indicated uh, under your 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 observations as well uh, that uh, women and the youth are new entrants. Uh, it goes therefore without saying that they, they may not have the ten years experience that is required uh, for them to 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 get the support um, from the black industrial uh, program or scheme. Uh, the, the next question for me would be on the incentives, the DTI uh, grant. Uh, I, I just want to know at what level is it kept? And because uh, you're talking about also cost sharing, uh, how much in terms of the percentage the beneficiary would have to contribute uh, in terms of uh, uh, the set costs. Uh, the, the IDC and NEF, uh, I would like to know the, the interest uh, rate that uh, uh, the beneficiaries uh, uh, should pay and also perhaps uh, the, 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 the time period uh, of uh, uh, payment. Um, I just want to check as to also whether it will not be possible to, because the, the issue of uh, black uh, uh, businesses is the mandate of NEF. It wouldn't be possible that uh, the, 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 the grant that uh, the TIC uh, is giving to the beneficiaries shouldn't form part of a blended finance uh, of uh, the NEF as, as part of uh, the transfer from from the department to NEF, uh, so that it forms a part of uh, the blended finance. Uh, NEF gives the loan, but also on the other hand, uh, uh, give uh, uh, the grant uh, in the form of a co-sharing uh, uh, grant. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, in terms of PFM, uh, IDC is allowed to transfer funds to, uh, to another entity. Uh, even if it's, it is within the DTIC uh, family. But if it was the case, I would uh, say that perhaps the, 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 the allocation 
that uh, DTIC, I mean IDC gives to the beneficiaries could also go to NEF so that it's part of one port. Because uh, I also maybe don't know whether a person can can uh, get uh, this grant uh, from the DTIC and also a loan from IDC and another loan from uh, uh, the NEF, but also the, the other incentives uh, that are on page 15 or slide 15 of the program uh, uh, that talks with the other pipeline of uh, empowerment, whether people can uh, uh, have access uh, uh, to those uh, uh, incentives, uh, if you can clarify uh, for us as well. Um, uh, we also like to find out in terms of the time frame with regard to this uh, review on the uh, financing model uh, of the SEZ and the in the industrial parks. Um, the other issue I want uh, clarity on is whether there are any, any challenges uh, that in terms of uh, the applications. Because um, I know that there are some people that would come to the chair of this committee, uh, complain that uh, the application have been uh, rejected uh, by uh, the department. I would put it that way. And I would, uh, particularly the IDC, um, there was one case that I referred to the uh, uh, PLO uh, that I think she dealt it with the. Uh, with, uh, uh, person concerned uh, together with the, the CEO of the IDC. Uh, so what are the general challenges around the issues of application? Why are some of them uh, being rejected? Uh, with regard to the, to the sectors, uh, I know in the policy they are listed and uh, they are in line uh, with the industrial uh, policy action plan. Uh, but also it is indicated in the policy that they, from time to time those will be reviewed uh, in line with the priorities of uh, uh, government. Uh, just want to find out if it, it uh, so far since 2015, has there been any review of the sectors? I'm, I'm raising this because he, um, when uh, Ms. B.G. Uh, Thompson was uh, uh, highlighting to us uh, the, I think if I'm not mistaken, on the page 16, uh, the sectors uh, of focus, uh, there are some of the sectors that uh, I couldn't uh, find uh, that were listed originally in the policy, uh, the blue uh, ocean economy, uh, including vessel building and repair. Uh, I didn't see that in the list uh, he was reading from. Uh, like uh, uh, she was saying that Jem uh, um, uh, has been uh, uh, indicated twice uh, in the report. It's like uh, they like Jem uh, and at DTRC. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then the other one is the mineral beneficiation. I don't see it in the list. Uh, the aerospace, uh, I mean aerospace. I don't see it in the, in the in the list. So I don't know if. Uh, there are no uh, black industrialists uh, in that, and also in rail and the industrial uh, infrastructure. Um, so, so I just wanted the explanation if uh, there has been any review uh, with regard to the sectors uh, 
the, also the reason why those are, are no longer appearing uh, as they appear uh, in the policy. Um, the next issue will be the failure rate uh, since 2015, if you, if you have uh, figures or percentage of uh, failure rate in terms of those that uh, benefited, but uh, unfortunately they could not sustain uh, their businesses uh, for whatever reason. Uh, perhaps if you can also indicate the reason why they, they fail, if there are any failures, uh, it would be nice if there are no failures. Uh, but also in the policy, there's indication that at the time, uh, only 3% of uh, blacks participate in the uh, JSE. I don't know if perhaps you could update us now in 2022 as a result of the Black uh, Industrial uh, uh, Program. Uh, what percentage of Black participation now uh, in the JSE? Um, the next issue is the, the, the assistance, and as part of those uh, that are in the case study, the South Hill say in the report, it say they are in the uh, uh, area that is white dominated. Uh, if you can just uh, give us uh, an indication as to whether they are succeeding uh, operating uh, in, in that uh, area. Uh, given that you, we, we still suffer from the legacy of apartheid, some people would not perhaps want to uh, support the black-owned uh, enterprises, uh, its effect. Uh, so uh, if you can just uh, update us on that. And also on the issue of the master plans, uh, the percentage of uh, uh, in all the master plans, the percentage of uh, the black industrialists participating in that. I know you indicated that uh, the automotive uh, sector has a, a, a fund uh, uh, that has been established to assist uh, the black industrialists in terms of transformation. I don't know if uh, other uh, uh, sector master plans have similar uh, arrangements. Uh, but also, with regard to the Africa continental free trade areas, the opportunities, uh, if perhaps you could have uh, listed uh, in terms of the, 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 the case studies, uh, those that are making inroads. I know uh, previously there were a few uh, that uh, were mentioned that uh, are taking opportunities uh, in terms of uh, the uh, Africa trade, uh, trade uh, continental free trade areas, uh, those who are exporting wine to Ghana, uh, brakes, uh, train shoes, uh, elsewhere, uh, yeah, and, and so forth and so forth. Um, uh, I think cooler box, I don't know, yeah, as well. Uh, so if you could also update us in terms of, because those were very few uh, in terms of taking the, uh, the, the, the opportunities that are provided by uh, the, the program. Um, given that uh, the, this idea, even though it was the first, uh, the idea that came from the former president, uh, Zuma, but uh, then uh, the responsibility was given to DTI then, and then there was a, in terms of the understanding, there was a national broad-based black empowerment, uh, uh, economic empowerment summit. 
just want to find out uh, if uh, since then have there been any other summit uh, of the national broad-based black economic empowerment uh, to to review the, the policy framework um, and see whether there is any progress uh, with regard to the, the the program itself or the scheme. Um, I, I know that uh, the program is mainly focusing on the manufacturing in particular, but I just want to 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 know what uh, perhaps a role would you play with regard to making sure that there's also black participation uh, in commercial banks. How would you support? Because you find that uh, I mean, almost all the banks, uh, uh, except I don't know if it's if, uh, at some stage it gets uh, some challenges, the African bank, I don't know if it was able to recover. Uh, but my question would be, what is it that the DTIC is doing uh, to ensure that also in the bank industry or sector, there is a participation uh, of uh, uh, black people in the uh, in the commercial banks. Um, thank you very much, uh, uh, DG Khan. Uh, over to you in terms of the responses to the questions. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Before that, you've just provoked another question from me by your questions. At one time in about, I think, 1996-1997, there was a Community Reinvestment Act proposal put on the table, um, which was withdrawn after the banks given certain undertakings uh, to deal with community reinvestment. However, my own view is that they have not uh, lived up to those undertakings. And should we not dust off the Community Reinvestment Act once again and bring it to the table? It's not a revolutionary act. It was used in the U.S. extensively, and Obama was one of the beneficiaries through that, through the South Shore Bank. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Dango. Uh, Mr. Khan. Thank you, Honorable Chair, and to the members for those questions. Chair, um, I'm going to uh, start with with answering a few. Um, I will hand over to to Ms. Malebo Mabiche-Thompson. Chair, as you would have noted, in 2016, when the program was launched, she was one of the architects for for the program. Um, Chair, I've also noted that there were some questions directed to the IDC as well as the NEF, and I also kindly request that they be, also be given an opportunity to, to respond to them. Chair, um, if you allow me, Chair, I would like to start off, Chair, with around some of the, um, I think, the question around 2016, some of the concerns that were raised then. And, and really, I think that question is really aimed at what were the policy um, objectives at the time? And I think when the program was launched in... Mr. Khan, okay. can you please uh, help us with your video, please? Um, apologies, Chair. Thank you very 
Chair, so in, in 2016, I think some of the concerns which were raised then, um, as, as a department and as officials who work within the department, um, our key objective was once the policy was adopted and approved by cabinet, it was really to ensure that implementation was sound and implementation was free of any corruption. And really the, the, the instruments which we, we, we utilized to, to implement the program really was really to ensure the success of it. And um, as, as we've indicated in 2016, um, I think um, at that point, it was really to open up uh, the, uh, or to announce the framework, but really to open up a new program that really allowed many Black South Africans uh, to participate. Um, what, what we can indicate to Jay is that in, since, the, since 2016, right up to now, I mean, the department just from a governance side, um, we've, we had a number of audits done on the program, um, including internally from, from the internal audits, uh, as well as the Auditor General. And we can really report that, you know, um, that all the support that has left the department has really went towards real black industrials, towards the real economy that supported um, many of these, uh, these companies. So the, the risks emanating around double dipping, um, around ensuring that uh, we really supported core businesses was really um, was really to ensure that the governance processes um, as well as the systems really uh, um, address those. Um, a key part of the program was that when we introduced a program, we, we wanted to ensure that all the DFIs were part of the program, which included those within the DTIC family, but including the DBSA as well as the PIC. And this was to ensure that as we support the program and the industrialists within the program, uh, it was to ensure that we provide quite a blended support across the board, because we knew that um, if we approach it as a single department, there would not be sufficient funds to, uh, to address it. So from a governance perspective, there is a single adjudication committee that comprises of DTIC, the IDC, the NEF, the PIC, the DBSA. So when it comes to risks such as double dipping, um, um, and so forth. Uh, those are adequately addressed within 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 that that committee already, because they can already see that um, that companies do not um, uh, request funding from DTIC and then go to IDC and the NEF. And what we try to do with with the program, the, the reason why we structured the program in that way was to ensure that um, there is a blended facility. That that um, that that provides funding for this. So the core uh, the core uh, part of the DTIC's work is really to ensure that our grants that we provide actually lowers the cost of capital. Um, in once there is other facilities that are brought on board by both the IDC and the NEF, and really the 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 final of, uh, uh, facility that's provided includes loans. It includes grants. And it also includes um, um, it also includes uh, any equity that may be taken from the IDC or, or the NEF. Chair, there was a question um, around um, a continuous plan. I think Honourable Laurent indicated, and 
uh, around whether there's a continuation continuation plan for projects. And and the, the key thing, what we've done with this thing is that because there is a loan element as part of the facility, it's always important that those loans are repaid um, as we as we support um, um, projects. And in order to ensure that they are repaid, a stringent due diligence is applied across all applications to ensure that monies will be repaid. So both the IDC as well as the NEF have quite stringent and robust credit committees that looks at all applications to ensure that number one is that the business plan is sound, but also that the loans that are provided will will, will be repaid. Chair, there's just one more question that I'm going to um, address, and then I'm going to hand over to Malebo, who is really the, 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 the architect for the program within the department. And Chair, it's a question around uh, policy certainty uh, to investors. And Chair, here, once again, we do have a team within the department. And in fact, we do have a program called InvestSA, who deals with investors on a daily basis. And there are a number of impediments faced by investors that enter the country. And really, InvestSA's job and role is to ensure that any policy impediments, any process impediments, are really dealt with quite de- decisively uh, by, uh, by the team. And this uh, investors say really their core mandate is to, to really support investments across the board. So if you look at the, the way we've managed to really um, drive the presidential 1.2 trillion and 1.2 trillion rand target, I think within a period of four years, we achieved 95% of that target. So it gives an indication that um, that really the some of the policy impediments, some of the structural impediments have been adequately addressed directly with investors in this regard. The other uh, point to note with regard to this is that there's a number of international investors who oppose the department to participate in a program called the Equity Equivalent Program. And, and, and Malebo has actually um, articulated it and framed it quite well. And here, literally, it's because they are unable to give up equity, um, they, they, they agree to participate in the program. And, and through this program, there are real benefits which um, these multinationals provide um, to local, uh, um, local supply chains, but also to allow black suppliers to enter uh, the, the supply chains of, of these global companies. So, so th- those are some of the, the broad um, um, uh, uh, sort of the broad areas, chair, which I really wanted to to uh, to respond to. But chair, with your permission, if I can maybe invite Malebo um, to the platform, and then we can then invite uh, follow. Then we can invite the IDC and then the NEF through you, chair. Okay, thank you very much. How about yeah, you? Thank you. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Chair. Um, Chair, um, I'll just uh, deal with uh, some of the remaining uh, questions. Um, so um, maybe just uh, to, uh, to, to add a bit of emphasis on the concern, which is a, it's a, it's a concern that we always uh, think of. Um, when we are evaluating projects, 
um, what happens when the key person, uh, for one reason or other, another, exits or departs from the from the program, and um, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's an important consideration that we put in uh, when we do assessment uh, of um, of uh, of the project. So the, this thing called key and risk. Um, that we would look at uh, to see whether some of the projects would continue or not. But then uh, I think in uh, the, the reality of it um, is that when that person does exit, um, especially in uh, unforeseen circumstances and unfortunate circumstances such as a death, it does um, uh, uh, put uh, the, the, the project at, um, at risk. And um, the work that we then do uh, is to work with those that are, are remaining in the in the project uh, to see how um, it can be uh, taken uh, forward. Um, so um, I thought I'll, I'll just um, also uh, address that. Um, uh, Honorable uh, Dango uh, asks uh, uh, about um, the communities and. Um, uh, how 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 we how we are um, now de defining that, and um, uh, I think um, Honourable Dango knows that this is a true question, um, it's, um, it's, it, it really um, we we we're looking at um, uh, in each project um, what that what that would mean uh, because uh, what we are not tempted to do. Um, is just look at a group of uh, uninterested uh, persons um, so that that facilitates somebody who purports to be a leader to then say, no, I'm a leader of this community only to find that um, these are really uninterested uh, persons and this leader in themselves, uh, they, are, they are fronting in as far as um, uh, that uh, activity is concerned. So the way that we've tended to deal with it is also to just look at who are these um, uh, the members of a community? If it's defined in terms of a geographic area, if it's defined in terms of uh, um, a, a, a coalition of uh, of people um, within the activity, and just to see what their interest is and what are the governance structures um, that uh, that put uh, these people together, uh, so that uh, what we don't do is that fronting individuals who are purporting to, uh, to be uh, selected and elected by communities when we know that none of that um, actually exists. And we've learned a lot uh, from uh, what has happened in the, in, the, in, the, in the mining sector. And we are trying to see how uh, those learnings we can take forward. So in a very fluid way, understanding uh, who is the group and um, what are the governance structures within the group and how uh, do we ensure that through strengthening also the governance structures, any support that goes uh, to um, these uh, com uh, communities actually finds um, uh, itself uh, benefiting and the, the people that um, it's supposed uh, to benefit, not just uh, vanishing um, and as far as um, the, the, the community facilitators are concerned. And then when it comes to uh, competition uh, settlements, we, we, we're looking at that quite closely, that um, uh, the settlements uh, must ensure um, that 
the governance structures that allowed for transformation. Um, uh, they are respected and um, they are not jeopardized. And um, IDC can talk specifically to the transaction that was raised where um, this was the case. But from our side, um, every time we look at uh, even a, a major transaction, where the minister would have a, an interest in, um, in, in engaging uh, in that transaction, we ensure that from a transformation uh, perspective, all the transformation arrangements, uh, one, they are, they are kept, and if there is a way to strengthen them, even through um, that uh, major transaction, that we explore that uh, to the fullest. And one of the things that we have done is introduce this thing of where applicable, adding more suppliers when there's a merger uh, to make sure that the, the supply base uh, is strengthened, not shrunk by a, a major uh, transaction. And then uh, uh, on the issue uh, that was raised, uh, Honorable Boshoff, I think for all the incentives now uh, going on to seven, eight years now, We've been issuing a list of all uh, beneficiaries. I'm responding to the 36.7 billion. Uh, we issue a list of all uh, beneficiaries um, from what we do in the auto sector to the, what we do in the, um, the, the film sector to the um, uh, global business services sector and to, to black industrialists because we found it quite peculiar that uh, it was only when we introduced the Black Industrialist Program that there was such a big interest uh, in saying, uh, let us release uh, the list. And what we then did is just release the list of all beneficiaries, again, uh, showing our commitment to be transparent and to remain uh, uh, accountable. Uh, you would see um, when, when, when you, you look at uh, the black industrialists, including those that are in the, in the book that I mentioned in the DTIC, there's very few, uh, if any, um, uh, political uh, connections. So that, that statement that was made in, 20, in 2016, um, uh, looking uh, at the projection of the, of the project has really um, uh, been the case that this was never a, a, a political project in the sense that there was a predetermined list of people who are supposed to get this benefits. Um, the people that I've shown you just as case studies will realize that uh, they, they don't have any um, uh, pol political um, linkages to anybody. These are entrepreneurial Black South Africans, and really they shouldn't be treated with any suspicion because they are entrepreneurial and they, 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 they are Black. But um, the, the list is there uh, for, 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 the, for, the, for the members. Um, uh, 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 and the, the booklet is there, as we've indicated, we are updating uh, the new one, uh, we're hoping in a, in a couple of months, uh, we should be able to, to release it. What we ordinarily like to do is um, link it very much to the audit process so that um, when we update the book, uh, the information that goes there is audited information that has been verified by the Auditor General. Then uh, uh, Honorable uh, Mwimang uh, uh, raised um, the, I'm skipping the Ngomazi uh, SCZ uh, issue, 
uh, Honorable Boshov, uh, perhaps Maudu uh, could come in to, to respond uh, to that one and give uh, particular details. So Honorable Mwimang um, uh, raised the issue of the OEMs and, uh, and uh, the challenges and how we are dealing with that. Um, uh, I'll ask my, my colleagues because uh, one or two of these transactions were actually in the, in the, in the IDC. Uh, to respond to, um, uh, to, to to that issue. But every time you're dealing with a situation where you are the contract manufacturer, then the risk um, that you then face is that you have to equip your enterprise to what um, the, 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 um, the main contractor is asking from yourself. So if anything goes uh, wrong, for example, you're not meeting the standards and um, the transformation itself, uh, the refitting of the, of the company uh, may become more expensive than even quoted for, then all of those things do put uh, the enterprise at risk. But um, the IBC may perhaps uh, speak to that. Uh, with the Gela Mining, um, we were not able to uh, put everything on the, on the presentation. So um, those that were dealt with at a particular time, uh, we, we didn't uh, necessarily bring them back uh, to, to, the, to the committee. But from, for the, for, from what I know, um, there, there, there are no issues there uh, with the transaction unless it's something uh, that has transpired of recent. And then on the, on the uh, fronting um, part, we indicated that what we've done is strengthen our due diligence. So ordinarily, people will give us documents, including shareholding uh, certificates that show that they are the, they are black industrialists in the in, in their enterprises. One uh, very well um, is to go and interview the black industrialists and seek audience just with the black industrialists. And through that exercise, you very quickly can see whether there is fronting and, or, or there is no fronting. And in instances like that, where we, we, we detect that there is fronting, we immediately just um, turn down uh, those applications because they are not in line um, with the scheme uh, that they've applied for, which is supposed to um, take forward or, or support uh, enterprises. Um, that are black owned, managed and operated. So that, that's why, how we've been uh, dealing with, uh, with, the, with, the, with the issue of, uh, of funding. And then Honorable Apleni raised again uh, the issue that um, there, there's nothing uh, in, the, in the Eastern Cape. And um, there is a slide on the, on the districts that I realized that in the, in the PEC that went to members, that slide um, wasn't included. Um, from the BI side, we can confirm that as far as the Eastern Cape is concerned, we've supported companies in Buffalo City, um, uh, Metropolitan Municipalities, Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, Oar Tambo District Municipality, Amatole, and Sarah uh, uh, Batman um, uh, um, District uh, Municipality. So um, we, we, we can just make sure that uh, this slide also is forwarded uh, to, to the members. Um, the issue of whether cooperatives have, uh, have, uh, have benefited, the program is also open to, uh, to cooperatives, but what we found is that they, most cooperatives uh, have not applied. What we are looking at now is seeing, particularly around the threshold, whether there's anything we can do there, the threshold being that um, the, the project must be of a particular venue. 
that anything we can do there uh, in order to um, relook that threshold so that we can support many more enterprises who may be slightly smaller than uh, the enterprises uh, that we are supporting now. The 10-year uh, uh, experience, we have, um, we, 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 we have uh, Im Im implemented it, I would say, with a bit of finesse, uh, because it doesn't necessarily say um, that uh, you, you, you have to be 10 years in that particular enterprise, but you do have to show that you've got skill. Um, in the area that you are asking us uh, to use taxpayers' money uh, in support of your of your of your enterprise. So, for 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 example, um, if um, you were a um, uh, a beautician and you want to fabrication, we, we need to understand um, that you understand what it takes to manage a metal fabrication uh, enterprise. That, that, that's just a, a silly example, but to illustrate how we are implementing the 10 years. It's not necessarily the years that we, we would zoom into, but to see how much of the sector you know, how far um, you've been uh, involved in activities uh, in that sector. Again, this is a, it's a risk, part of our risk engine so that we don't have a failure rate uh, because we've supported people that don't, they don't have the experience, they haven't been uh, in the sectors. When there are Black people in those particular sectors who have experience, who could also have been uh, um, uh, supported. The CAP, um, Honorable Chair, it's uh, 50 million. Um, and then we go up to 50-50 uh, 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 with an enterprise, and that 50-50 is just dependent also on the level of uh, of uh, of, um, of black uh, ownership. Whether the monies can all be uh, uh, put into uh, one institution uh, or not, I think these are ongoing discussions um, that, um, that, that we can have. But what we've seen is that the diversity of institutions also allow us um, the opportunity uh, to see uh, where the different strengths uh, lie in the DTIC family and harness those strengths um, a lot more than if we were just to rely on one uh, entity uh, to, to, to support uh, all the, the enterprises. We have a blended financing in the sense that for every enterprise that is supported, uh, some of them will get um, uh, support from the IDC and then uh, grant support from the DTIC, support from the NEF, grant funding from the DTIC. There is no double dipping that we have um, uh, found out because we also do share our databases. So there's nobody who has a loan for the same thing sitting in the NEF um, that um, same person has received the same monies sitting uh, uh, in, the, in the IDC, and then we, as in the DTIC, have funded them twice. Uh, it, it, it doesn't work. And the level of our due diligence is such that those kind of things will come uh, to the fore um, uh, quite quickly. And then a review of the sectors. I think this will be the last one that I will answer. Um, we, 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 we have um, had a Black Industrialist Roundtable um, uh, which was a dialogue of, uh, of uh, Minister Rob Davis at the time in 2018 uh, with the sector. And one of the things that was raised in that dialogue was the issue of market access. Following uh, that dialogue, 
we then um, uh, uh, got through uh, our colleagues uh, who are working on the the, the SEZ and the um, broadening participation unit, um, a number of missions that we took our Black industrialists to uh, abroad and um, even internally, um, allowing them to uh, be given space to showcase their products so that we can assist them uh, to secure uh, markets. So um, there there has been a a dialogue, and the dialogue has uh, resulted in that. I know that our colleagues now from TISA have got it as their program that Black industrialists will also be exposed uh, to uh, to export markets and um, in as far as the um, the sectors themselves are concerned, you won't necessarily see a direct match between what has been approved and what was in the policy because in some areas, uh, literally, we did not we haven't received any applications uh, for those. Uh, type of of, uh, activities, but we are putting it in the policy because those are areas where the economy is growing and uh, we are working with a number of of associations to see how we can spark uh, interest, particularly from black industrialists, to also enter uh, those those areas. Um, uh, I think I will will stop here, Chair, and um, through the guidance of the acting DG, then hand over to my colleague, uh, Joanne from the IDC. Thank you, DDG. Thank you, DG. Um, Thank you, Chair. The DDG has covered many of the the questions. I'll focus on the IDC only questions, but just touch on the The question of, because a comment was made about when IDC go, a company goes into distress and a new company acquires. Um, unfortunately, many of those processes, uh, the process is led um, by external attorneys uh, with a, if a company has gone into liquidation. Where possible, as the DDG said, we do try to, uh, particularly where our funding is remaining in or where we are providing funding, we do look to ensure that the transformation objectives continue to be achieved. In instances where there is a liquidation and the IDC is um, being settled on a sale of security, um, it's sometimes very difficult to do that. But we do, in all instances, um, do what we can to ensure that the objectives in in setting up the project and financing the project are, in fact, um, achieved. On the question of um, Kalahadi, it is correct that there is a business rescue process that is in front of the courts, and um, that is all that, um, by nature of the process, um, that's all I can really comment on at this time. I'd like to confirm that Keller Mining is still operating in the Northern Cape. Um, they are um, looking at a number of new contracts um, or tendering for a number of new contracts with the mines in the in the area, um, and they are servicing our facilities, albeit um, partly considering um, the last two years of challenges and particularly the recovery required for many companies in value chains from from COVID. 
Um, on the OEMs in the motor industry, um, it is one of the key risks within the motor industry for all companies operating. And that is where the DTIC um, support scheme um, in order to attract the assemblers into the country has been so key in building our motor industry over the last 10 years. What we have seen with the clients that have uh, the, the, the black industrialists that we have funded to support the expansion of um, or the, the building of certain uh, new lines, um, they have secured future business. They have received the, the strong technical support and in many instances financial support of the OEMs. And although the business models for many of these um, component manufacturers in the early stages of the contract uh, appear marginal, um, we do see um, very strong um, production capacity being built in this space and do believe that the motor industry remains an important sector for black industrialists to participate um, especially as we move into the world of new electric vehicles. So really looking at how we can support transformation within the sector and continue together with the DTIC and um, um, the, the government schemes to attract these OEMs into the future to ensure that the sector um, continues to grow and uh, contribute significant employment, uh, particularly within those three regions that it is present. Um, on the Northern Cape, um, renewable energy, all of the projects that we have funded um, that have been concluded um, are uh, connected to the grid and fully operating. Uh, the Redstone um, concentrated solar plant um, had some delays in getting to financial close. Um, they have broken ground and that project is now uh, under construction. At this stage, we are not aware of any um, risks in the connection to the grid, but uh, that will be closely monitored as a critical item on that project development um, pipe, project development program. Um, and all of the operating entities or uh, renewable energy um, plants in the Northern Cape are yielding dividends, both to the IDC as well as to the communities um, that were invested in them. Um, on the cost of debt, uh, the IDC, I always feel it's important to reinforce the fact that the IDC, unfortunately, is not a deposit-taking institution like the banks. So our cost of funding is immediately starting off at a higher rate because we borrow our money from the banks and international um, lenders. We also fund ourselves from um, the dividends that we receive from successful project investments over time. Um, so our, our interest rate is prime linked. Um, it is risk-based pricing. So we do look at a risk-based return on the risk that we are taking. However, that risk return is reduced significantly by the development impact in the transaction. For development impact, we have a scorecard that looks at transformation, involvement of women, youth, black industrialists, um, master plan contributions, um, localization, spatial development. So we look at the development impact to ensure that when we price our transactions as priced on a, on a return of both development and financial returns. But it is important for us to um, remain self-sustaining, which is a core ambit of our um, mandate. Um, and as a result, we do need to provide a, a level of commercial um, return. Um, and I think that is all the questions that um, that related to the IDC. Thank you very much.
chairperson and through your DG. I'll touch maybe on a few issues that relate to the National Empowerment Fund. Um, one of them is the issue of the NEF mandate, as well as the, the, the collaborations between the DTIC, IDC, and the NEF. So over the last two years, there's been increasing um, collaborations between the NEF, DTIC, and the IDC. And as a result, there have been a number of um, allocations that have indeed been made by the DTIC to the NEF to focus on specific programs. And particularly in order to, 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 to cater for the needs of the smaller manufacturers, the, the DTIC and the NEF established what is known as the Black Business Manufacturing Fund. And that business focuses on transactions from quantums of around a million rand up to around 50 million rand, which is an area where uh, historically there's not been a focus on. But now we are seeing a number of those um, industrialists emerging. And what this is doing, in addition to the bigger black industrialist program, is that we are seeing a number of uh, black industrialists that are graduating from being SMEs to being big industrial players. Uh, one example I can mention is uh, on the list that the, the DDG was presenting today, there's one transaction called Wasa Gases that is now funded by the IDC. That transaction started with the NEF, where the NEF provided it with seed capital, I think on two occasions of around 10 million rand. Now it is at a stage where the IDC is funding because it is now a big player in its own rights and it's got uh, contracts with multinationals like BP. So there is a collaboration that ensures that between the entities there is closer working together to ensure that we cater for all the needs of uh, the South African uh, community. So, and there are also, I think, what the DTIC has started doing between NEF and IDC. There are regular working groups and steering committees where we engage and we look at areas where each of the organizations should be focusing on so that we streamline our processes to ensure that we reach everyone and we're able to provide um, the, the support to as many people as possible. And also on the issue of uh, black women and the youth, um, we have also established, also in partnership with the DTIC, the Women Empowerment Fund. And that fund focuses on uh, black women who are operating businesses in townships and in the rural areas. And we are seeing that there as well, it's helping us in terms of the reach to ensure that we're not only concentrating the support in the urban areas, and we're also reaching out to the other groups that traditionally did not have access. And then maybe on the issue of cooperatives, what we've been doing, because understanding that cooperatives, by their very nature, they start out as being small, and some of them are survivors. So what the NEF has done, we've come up with a cooperative support program that actually because what we've acknowledged is that for cooperatives, you have to support them with grants in the beginning, and then they can grow to become manufacturers as well. So we have provided, we are actually nurturing a group of cooperatives. We've got over 20 that we have supported over the last year, and we are nurturing those because they are in the manufacturing space. But what we acknowledge is that there's going to be a lot of hand-holding 
especially to ensure that they are compliant and they also get accredited because a lot of those programs have got uh, stringent regulatory requirements. So we take them through the process and in the next few years, we'll see them emerging and becoming big players as well. But that requires patience. It requires support, which is why we've got a non-financial program that ensures that we assist them. We don't just provide funding. We also provide them with mentorship and other support to ensure that they are also uh, sustainable. The last issue is the issue of South Eve that operates in the white-dominated area. So our focus as an organization is ensuring that when we fund a business, we ensure that we support a business that will provide a quality service. Um, a lot of the areas, the honorable members are correct, that the competition is stiff and sometimes they get rejected in those industries. But we see that if we ensure that the product that they produce and the service that they render is at the high quality, then they also start to develop their reputation in the market. But the key is to ensure that they've got the entry. So which is where the issue of capital becomes very important to ensure that we support them financially and we provide them with non-financial support. And over time, they get accepted in those industries. It's not an easy process. They get a lot of rejections. But I think that's where government comes in when it comes to development, because we see, especially that one in South Hill, we can see that that particular um, enterprise is now competing head on with the white dominated businesses, which is what we want to see in the market. Thank you very much, uh, Acting DG. Thank you very much. Chair, uh, through you, Chair, if I can really very briefly invite Mr. Mautu Malafani to uh, respond to the question on the Unkumazi SEZ, as well as, Chair, the, you know, the question from yourself around the, uh, the participate, Black participation in commercial banks, and maybe just for him to touch on the sector codes for that we have in place to address some of those transformation areas. Uh, Mautu? Thanks, thanks, uh, DG, um, and thanks, uh, Chair. Am I audible? You are audible, yes. Oh, thanks, thanks very much, because uh, I'm in the office and the network is quite bad. Um, I think, let me just start off, um, I'm not so sure if uh, Mr. Tambani or Mavundla uh, are here, just to touch on the um, participation of uh, uh, black um, um, uh, population in commercial banks. But I'll touch on the um, question raised by Honorable Boshoff concerning Ngomazi um, SCZ. I must say that um, after a long um, struggle, um, we've managed to get a breakthrough on the development of the Musina Makra, I mean, um, Gomazi SCZ. Um, in terms of the institutional capacity, which is something that we have been struggling with for quite some time, um, as Honorable Bishop will be uh, aware of, we have managed to um, establish the company, as you would know, um, with the board. Uh, we've managed to secure funding for um, infrastructure. Um, uh, we've also managed to secure one of the biggest investments, which is called DP World, 
um, they will be establishing a logistic hub. That's why we're seeing it's, a, it's, a, it's focusing also on logistics. Um, they are finalizing the EIAs, their own EIA. As we know, when we designate, we just do a generic EIA. But the DP World is now finalizing their own um, individual EIA. Once that is done, uh, we do anticipate quite soon that um, the investment would be operationalized. When we engaged with them initially, the timelines was uh, six months. Unfortunately, um, that could not happen because of the EIA. <clears throat> On the issue of um, the infrastructure development, as you know, our major hiccup was the issue of um, um, in, um, in traffic engineering studies, which culminated from the conditions given by the Sunral when we um, um, applied for the approval. Um, indicated that we need to build a, a flyover bridge uh, for the access to the SCZ. But unfortunately, we could not do that uh, for obvious reasons that uh, obviously for us to do that, we need hefty budget, number one. But secondly, it's not necessary at this stage given that there won't be much traffic uh, because we are still at the uh, uh, development phase. So we have since uh, agreed that we'll do a traffic uh, engineering studies. Uh, we are currently doing that. We have appointed the service provider to do that through um, our own PMU at IDC. So that process will be completed quite soon. The other issue was in relation to the site clearing and erection of the boundary fencing, uh, groundbreaking. Um, that has been delayed uh, by the issues that you all know about the Treasury um, um, uh, Directive or the Constitutional Court issue. Um, but now that there's clarity, we do hope that quite soon um, we'll be able to break ground in so far as the infrastructure. The meeting that uh, Honorable Boshoff has spoken about um, that was supposed to have taken place last year, they, that did not take place, Honorable Chair. Um, the Premier was not available, uh, so it was rescheduled. Uh, DM uh, has contacted the MSC, I think, last week. There is a scheduled meeting that will take place quite soon, and we did commit that to uh, invite, extend the invite to Honorable Boshoff to participate as part of that meeting so that uh, we can also get uh, her cancer in so far as the, how we can accelerate the development of the SCZ. Um, uh, Aslin, are you in? Uh, maybe you can take the, that second question if, uh, if she's not here. Maybe Tambani? With your permission, Chair. I think she, she is connected. Oh. I am connected, um, Chair, um, through you. Um, the sector code that is for the financial sector, um, we have received a report on the ownership of black people in the sector. And um, the recent report was published and launched on the 10th of May this year. And um, the target there is 23 points. Um, and um, the sector is currently having about 15% of black people participating um, in the commercial banks chain. Um, and um, in terms of ownership, it's not only the commercial banks, we also have life offices, we have short-term insurance, as well as asset managers. So in that aspect, it's only the asset managers that are doing fairly well, but commercial banks are um, gradually, uh, you know, going through to that target. But um, it's, it's something that is worrisome and um, that needs uh, more attention. 
and um, the financial sector is um, in the process of reviewing their sector codes and um, they, those issues will be addressed in that fashion. Thank you, Chair. And uh, black participation at JSE. Uh, oh, that question will go to you. The black participation chair in the JSE is less than one percent, mm. and um, the other issue is that um, some some companies do not even register to be um, listed in the JSE. Um, we do get reports from the Triple uh, B Commission because the Triple B Commission is the one that collates information coming from the JSE listed entities. And that report indicates that the level of black participation is very. And we've lost you then. Are you still uh, there? Sorry, Chair, I was saying that I could. Yes, Chair, I'm still here. Oh, okay. We lost yes. you for some time. Oh, sorry about that. I was saying that the okay, I was saying that the level of participation of black people is less than one percent, chair, and this is reflected in the Triple B E Commission report, the latest report, because the commission is the one that is responsible for collating information that comes from JSC listed companies. They have a responsibility. The JSC listed companies have a responsibility to submit information on their B E uh, scorecards to the Triple B Commission. And um, the, the recent report indicates such that the, 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 the percentage is less than 1%. Thank you very much. It's even less than the 3% that was uh, in the policy in 2015. Uh, okay. Uh, DJ? Okay. Uh, if I may, um, if you may allow, um, Chair. I think your question around the opportunities under the Africa continental free trade area. Uh, I think we may have reported in one of our meetings that the negotiations are quite at an advanced stage. The rules of origin is close to 90% of the products that have been agreed to. Uh, South Africa through SACU have submitted um, its tariff offer on 90% of the 7,000 lines. So those are, are, are quite key developments in this area. Uh, in anticipation of the Africa continental free trade area being operational quite, quite soon, um, Minister Patel launched the Black Exporters Network about two weeks ago. And it was really to identify key Black uh, suppliers um, um, that could really take um, uh, advantage of some of the opportunities that the Africa continental free trade area uh, may, uh, may, may, may uh, provide. And, and these are some of the things which the, uh, our program, uh, which is the export program, will really look to drive uh, going forward. Chair, I think from our side, I think, Chair, we may have answered all the questions. If not, Chair, we're happy to still um, take any further questions. But I think at this stage we can include our uh, our responses. Thanks, Chair. Um, I think there was a question on on the failure rate. If you have any information with regard to that, um, and the challenges and the challenges of uh, 
faced by the, those who are applying. Uh, make mention of uh, there's a certain doctor Tekis who are referred to the PLO uh, complaining about uh, the rejection of his application. So what kind of uh, application get rejected or what are the requirements that they don't meet? Uh, then, then the other one was with regard to the review, uh, what are the time frames with the review of uh, the SEZ and the IP fun, financing model. Yeah. But also, what, what of concern I hear what uh, Ms. Pate was uh, saying with regard to the, the interest rate uh, that they charge. But if you look at the policy of uh, uh, the black industrial uh, industrialists, uh, if I can just read the one section that talk about the strong emphasis should be on the most favorable costs of financing terms and more favorable terms for repayment periods and lower collateral requirements. And it goes further, say funding solutions should include a longer term of financing, a grace period allowance, lower interest rates, funding for working capital. So as you respond to this issue, if you can also uh, touch whether uh, Mr. Uh, Thompson, if you can also relate uh, the responses to the policy so that we don't deviate from the policy. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Um, Chair, I think um, on the on the on the failure rate, um, we now um, are looking at that uh, across uh, all incentives um, to see whether um, uh, the, the, there's a big change. Um, the general uh, failure rate that we've seen, particularly um, pertaining to greenfield projects, is around forty. Um, 40 percent. Uh, right now, our initial feel is that black industrialists are seemingly doing a little bit better um, than that forty uh, percent. But um, we don't have uh, definite figures yet. Uh, this is a this is a, a, a study um, that we're going into now. Uh, we should be able to answer that uh, definitively. Um, in a in a in a space of um, uh, three to four months, uh, when that uh, that study uh, is completed, it's something that we we we, we look at uh, because it is important uh, for us to see how we sharpen our instruments. It's not just the failure rate itself; it's also the reasons for failure, and how do we bring those reasons for failure um, into the policy. Uh, so that we we also assist companies as far as that is concerned. Uh, on the finalization of the SEZ um, uh, 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 funding uh, model and um, the, the the new model, uh, I think Mautu may speak to it. But uh, I know they are hard at work right now, uh, trying to to finalize um, uh, the initial drafts and um, uh, going very hard into into September. Uh, to see whether there can be anything by then um, that um, that would be available for the public. But the thing that um, is important there is that this is not just about what is written on paper. 
It's the evolution taking place as we are implementing our, pro, uh, our programs. For example, we've already um, implemented the first thing, which is to say we need a tripartite agreement uh, with uh, local government and uh, provinces before we go into an SEZ. That's already in action. So we are just going to be documenting it. And then also making sure that the DTI takes a st- DTICs take a stake um, into in, in, in the SEZ. That's already uh, in place. We are already putting in place the requirement for industrial parks that we won't support any industrial parks if the the owners uh, in the form of um, uh, the provinces and the, the locality where the industrial park uh, is at in the form of local government uh, don't come in and um, ensure that that industrial park is sustainable. So beyond what is written on paper, some of these things are actually uh, materializing in practice so that uh, we start seeing this uh, project becoming uh, more and more um, uh, feasible. And then the issue of the anchor tenants as well, um, that um, you need an anchor tenant that will allow the industrial park, the SCZ, uh, to be sustainable. And that anchor tenant must be a credible anchor tenant in terms of um, what their order book allows for so that they can crowd in. Uh, other suppliers. So um, I think Mauti can correct me on the on the timing there, but I think they, they, they are hard at work. And as I say, some of these things, we are implementing them already as um, they are finalizing uh, the documents. Chair, I'm trying to quickly uh, see uh, the, there's, uh, there's, there's two questions um, that you re-asked, uh, which I apologize. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a chance to jot them uh, down. You were too quick for me. Um, chair, uh, 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 um, if, if if the honourable chair could please uh, just repeat those two. Um, it's got. Um, uh, I think the. No, let me not be. Uh, it's the two that I didn't get. Chair. I think one of them. I don't know if uh, Miss Pate is going to respond to that. I quoted the, the policy yeah. uh, with regard to the issue of uh, financing. In, including the issue of a lower uh, interest rates, and yeah. that uh, it seems like you're deviating from the policy uh, because your rates are even higher than the commercial bank rates. Um, so that's yes. one of the uh, questions. Um, you've responded to the one of the term frames with regard to the review of the funding model uh, of the uh, SEZ and the the SEZ and the IP, industrial parks, uh, you've also responded uh, on the issue of the failure rate. Uh, I, th- I think, yeah, I think you, you did. But the, the one that was, uh, uh, there, there were other two that you never responded to. One is whether you will uh, convene the National Broad-Based Black uh, Economic Empowerment Summit, which was the one that uh, uh, came I mean, finalize the details around the policy framework so that there is a review of the family, uh, of the policy framework to to see whether there there are any gaps or there's or perhaps there's progress or or, or there are any gaps. Um, yeah, I think. And then the other one was with regard to uh, each of the sector master plans, the the, the representation of the black uh, industrialists. 
uh, after then you've responded to those then as you were indicating that uh, I think Mwate will uh, come in and follow them by uh, uh, Ms. Bate. Um, thank you, Chair. I think on the on the on the summit, uh, it is uh, it is something uh, that, that 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 is being considered as 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 as, as we speak. But I'm not at liberty to make a big announcement. We'll leave that to uh, to the to the minister. But um, the important uh, matter of uh, ensuring that we are continuously uh, subjecting our policy um, uh, to review. Uh, chair that, that 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 we take and then on the conditions chair and just to be quick on that one uh, from um, from our side what we have done working both with the IDC and the NEF is increasingly uh, funding them uh, to ensure that um, they are able to relax the, the the conditions so just funding the gap uh, for the conditions to be relaxed uh, so that the issue of making sure that longer time frames are, are, are allowed, uh, particularly for, for, for Black industrialists uh, in relation to working capital and all of those things that are mentioned in the policy, that th- those are, um, uh, are achieved and lowering um, uh, uh, the, the, the cost. You'd see um, in the uh, programs such as our manufacturing enhancement um, a, a program um, that we've even set an interest rate limit that um, all the, 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 the industrialists will be uh, subjected to for the purposes of uh, working capital. What you will hear from the IDC is that there are limitations with these things because they have to raise funding. They haven't been capitalized. So um, we're trying to see how we can work with them uh, that within their limitations, they are still um, uh, uh, in a way compelled uh, to uh, adhere to the policy in terms of uh, relaxing of the, of, the, of the conditions and um, the, the, the price at which uh, the different industrialists uh, receive support. And then, um, Chair, I'll leave the rest to, to the colleagues. Thank you very much. Okay. Let, let, let's start with uh, Ms. Bate and then uh, uh, Mwate. I'm trying to look for the name, whether it's a she or he. Thank you very much, um, Honourable Ray. Um, just to to clarify on the on on the pricing, I just did want to set the you know, the, the pricing isn't as concessional as the DTRC blended finance that they or finance that they provide to us at the fixed rate that Mr um, Becky Thompson was referring to. Um, so our pricing is higher than that because of our base pricing. But as I said, we do provide a discount. So the black industrialist discount is up to one and a half percent reduction on the interest rate um, for the black industrialist. Typically, we do accept a lower contribution from the black industrialists, so they typically and lower security. So they typically would not in this category be qualifying for bank funding. Um, so it's it's not a direct comparison to would our funding be cheaper than or more expensive than the banks. The bank funding, unfortunately, is not available for many of these entities. We also provide long tenor funding, so working capital can be up to five years and the um, plants and equipment can be up to seven years. So we do look at those longer tenors. We do also in um, in new business enterprises, so startups uh, or greenfield operations, uh, we'll provide um, extended moratoria in order to provide support in that startup phase. 
So there's a number of concessions that we offer to the businesses over and above the, the pricing concessions. And from a failure rate um, perspective, we did an analysis last year. And what we've seen is, and this was post-COVID, what we did see is that the Black Industrialist book had performed very much in line with um, our, our normal port, portfolio. So we are seeing that there are um, good successes that are coming out of the Black Industrialist funding that we provided to date. Thank you, Honorable Faye. Maybe while we're still there, Miss Bates, um, maybe the, the, the issue of a, a particular person that I referred to the PLO and then PLO referred him to you. Um, I think it had to do with the, your condition of an uptake agreement with the FMCG um, so that you can get uh, funding uh, from the IDC. I don't know if you can uh, respond to that if you perhaps. Uh, yes, very much. Thank you. Um, our objective in providing funding is to ensure that the businesses have the best opportunity of success. One of the key headwinds and challenges facing um, black startups, uh, well, many startups and, and um, black industries particularly, is the lack of access to, to equity. Um, if we have debt that has, even if we provide that moratorium and similarly with the, um, the manufacturing competitiveness scheme, the loans do roll up. So you're wanting to be sure that there aren't unnecessary delays in the startup of the venture and the access to market. Otherwise, the, uh, the venture has very limited opportunity of success uh, because of the the equity buffer not being there to absorb the um, the risk in the business. So we typically do look to, to find some level of technical or marketing support, particularly in a highly competitive traded um, environment. Um, it, it need not be a firm offtake, but there needs to be um, an, an intent for a purchaser to purchase. There was a wonderful quote made, I think during the investment conference or prior to that, that um, small businesses don't fail because of a lack of access to capital. They fail because of a lack of access to markets. And that's where we really do look to ensure that the black industrialist who is also putting money into the venture, you know, they, it is a means test, but there's the black industrialist capital that's also at risk. And we really do want to ensure that that capital is not unnecessarily risked and that they have the best opportunities of building a successful business. Thank you. Thank you so much for the responses. Uh, back to you, uh, Acting DG, for final uh, remarks. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chair. Chair, um, from our side, Chair, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank uh, the members of the Select Committee for the very robust questions that that they've put forward this morning. Chair, I think uh, they those questions only help uh, for the department um, and the DTIC family to strengthen the program. And Chair, we, we look forward to continuously engage uh, the select committee on the work of the department. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, let me take this opportunity to thank you. Uh, uh, Mr. Khan, the leader of the delegation, the DDGs uh, that are here, um, the chairperson of the board of uh, IDC, uh, the leadership of uh, IDC administratively of the NEF. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much to the honorable members. 
the staff of the committee and the uh, staff of parliament uh, generally, uh, the media, uh, PMG, uh, thank you very much uh, for attending and also for your participation. Um, we've been meeting the uh, 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 Department of Trade, Industry and uh, Competition I think for the last uh, four weeks, uh, almost every Tuesday. Uh, next week, we'll be now uh, giving you a, a break. We'll be meeting with the uh, Department of Tourism. But we'll meet you again now on the 2nd of uh, August, because uh, the whole of July will be on constituency period. Uh, you will be the first again uh, when we come back uh, on the 2nd of uh, August. Our focus uh, uh, will be on your uh, program too. Um, we, we also hope uh, that the uh, Bulgarian leadership will also be part of the meeting. Uh, on the second, uh, if Chulu can, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure you will get the, the program of the committee uh, the second of August when we come back uh, uh, from the constituent uh, leave. Um, we will be meeting with you again. Otherwise, thank you very much uh, for your attendance and participation and also responses uh, to questions. Uh, thank you so much. Um, honorable members, uh, we come to the end of our meeting. Uh, on, also, we have only one minute to connect to another meeting that started one. Uh, the meeting is adjourned. Thank you so much. Thank you. Recording stopped.